take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. And welcome to episode 100 of From the Pit, the show where we bring you everything from unironically wearing jumpsuits power violence to non-GMO pizza thrash. My name is Phil, with me is Frank, Yo, Mike, Yo, and Sam. I'm so ready for this. I was born, born ready. A hundred fucking episodes in, we have brought in well over 600 bands. If we haven't introduced you to some of your new favorites, I I don't know what we can do at this point. Oh, seriously. Dude, dude, I'm so ready for this, man. I got a fucking table full of beer in front of me. Like, I know you guys are already working on it. I know you're getting your buzz going, and I'm going to meet you there shortly. Oh, you got it. All kinds of shit going on over here. Oh, there, there's probably going to be some double fisting because I don't want to drink all of the Brutal Brews beer before we get to the Brutal Brews. <laughs> oh my! Are you um, telling me there's going to be double fisting and I'm not going to be a physical part of it? Yeah. Oh, you guys are such assholes. It's okay. Especially we got some double fisting for you when you get out here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, oh, it's going to be that whole oh. car ride home. You're going to steer. Uh, Frank's just going to be two fists deep. <laughs> you know where it's actually going to be to where we're both two fists deep in one another don't ask how we're going to make that work it's just I'm when tra- you're flexible enough anything's possible i'm going to drive with my mouth I, <laughs> the imagery <laughs> is incredible yeah but like are you going to find a way to leave mushroom stamps like i do mm, i don't know about it. there's not much force behind that yeah well uh, when you're like me and you got the uh the, the two decimator when I, when I got the two-ton Todger, you know, it's not It's going to be just a, a couple dudes hanging down. I like how we even got a laugh out of Tom. <laughs> now to- no. Tom's stone-faced over there. Yeah, I don't oh, think he enjoys it? this. Tom Tom, is, no, no. Tom does not enjoy talk of dicks. Sure he did. He's yeah. traumatized. Caught in a fantasy. Oh, <laughs> even the producer. Well, yeah, thinking. you... <laughs> yeah, you, you get a get enough booze, get enough booze into him. He'll be like, "Oh, that's well, the, I guess I'm not entire. I guess I'm not entirely against dick talk." That's great. <laughs> we don't run into enough technical issues. We need a drunk, <laughs> a drunk producer on top of it. This Absolutely. is when he's going to Why edit. <laughs> he's going to edit live. Dude, we're all just. A, oh my god, we're all just a bunch of drunk shitheads anyway. Why shouldn't Tom get in on it though? <sighs> because. Because it doesn't matter if any of us get too fucked up to handle it. We can just stop talking. If Tom stops recording, we got <laughs> issues. Like, sorry. sorry, guys, we lost two thirds <laughs> of the, lost the entire episode. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're still doing what we always do. We got some fucking recommendations, so why don't we jump into that shit? I have no clue who's starting <coughs> this week. Thank that is me. Sammy. Holy oh, shit. Look at Sam's you go. on a fucking roll. Dude, this is like the fourth week in a row that I've brought my shit in first. No, I, like, I think you're I think you're moving it. <laughs> I'm not moving it. I like how not. Sam starts being productive and all the rest of us just like stop managing to handle anything. <laughs> oh dude, I've already yeah. well, I've, I've already got I've already got band lineups for like the next four crypt episodes thought out. Mike's been doing some outside work, but <clears throat> oh yeah that's right mike ha- oh mike has been doing some very cool outside work wink 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 so 
Yeah. Um, actually, I need to give a brief shout out uh, for the first band I got on the on the roster here. Uh, I discovered this thanks to the much beloved, uh, very well received debut uh, debut EP on this show last year of the band Vitriol. Uh, oh fuck I don't know. yes! Yeah. So. Um, Kyle Rasmussen, the guitar player, and sort of like, like I feel like the face of the band. Uh, if you don't follow him on Instagram uh, at Victorious Weapons, he posts. Oh, that's him. <clears throat> some fucking amazing guitars. He just posts nothing but guitar porn. Yeah, no, all it's great. Day. <laughs> I follow it. What? I, I no, I just said yeah. You're right. It's great. I follow it. I didn't know that was him. Oh yeah, yeah. Kyle Kyle Rasmussen. Uh, he, he likes he likes his pointy guitars. It's pretty cool. That's because pointy um, guitars are the coolest guitars. I like certain pointy guitars. If you want to see what my favorite pointy guitar design is of all time, just anyone out there who likes guitars or really wild guitars, just go look up the shape of the BC Rich Ironbird. Yep, I'm yeah. familiar. The Ironbird is my <clears throat> single favorite guitar shape of all time. And I would fucking murder to have one. Ever since I saw Trey from Morbid Angel using them, it's been like, oh, splat they do uh, make some sexy looking guitars god they really do i've actually developed i've developed such a love of their fucking like their their crazy ass neon designs from the 80s too oh yeah like, yeah i know i no longer think i'm too cool for a warlock like if you were to put like a really nice 80s warlock in front of me i would play the shit out of it oh my first guitar was a warlock i still love that fucking thing I, I, it's oh, heavy my, as fuck. I had one of the janky cheap ones, and I <clears> traded <throat> it for my first tattoo. Dude, no shit. My my first guitar, my Strat, when I bought it, was eight pounds. Now it's probably about ten. So, oh, yeah, holy fuck. <laughs> anyway, we're getting a little too off topic. Uh, yeah. Don't get me fucking started. Yeah, no, I can go for fucking ages about this shit. So, Kyle Rasmussen posted about the first band we're going to listen to, and... Uh, it's interesting because he he put into words the exact problem I have with almost all technical metal and progressive metal that I've ever heard. I never could quite put into words why I disliked it, but he phrased it perfectly, and I'm just going to repeat it for you here uh, to, to paraphrase him. The problem with a lot of this stuff is that it's musicians crowbarring their warm-up exercises over bland, uninteresting rhythms and uninspired drums and trying to pass it off as music when all it is, it, it, it's just warm-up exercises and scale exercises. That's all most of this shit is. You want to fight me about it? Fuck you. I don't care. I know I'm right. But, but, here comes the big but. And no, I'm not talking about Frank. <laughs> work <laughs> it was right in front of me oh god i can't wait to find out well i'm gonna double fist it so it's gonna be even bigger um <laughs> <so> <laughs> this... <laughs> we should all be in prison <laughs> <laughs> or in an institution whichever actually the prison might not help uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm already two cans of High Life in, and I'm starting to feel kind of jolly. Oh Jesus! Listen to finish the story, man. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, he posted this band, uh, and there was a caveat at the end of that where he's like, "But some bands get it right, 
some bands actually manage to record music and what the technicality is supposed to do is enhance the music which it very 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 does but in the case of unbirth's uh flesh forged columns of deceit album and in particular the track tumults of collective anguishes that cannot be said uh well actually no it, uh, it can be said that the technicality absolutely enhances the music so tom why don't you just roll this track Sundays, holidays, vacation time, we must be ready every day, all the time, to do the right thing the atomic bomb explodes. Duck and cover. That's the first thing to do. Duck and cover. First, you duck. And then, you... Episode 100, bring in if I ever motherfucking heard it. God. Oh. <laughs> I mean, nail on the head with that fucking explanation. Oh, uh, Mike, did I did I steal a band from you inadvertently? No, no, I'm saying way to fucking nail it. First band oh, bring in yeah. that was like just disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. If if anyone if anyone remembers my early episodes at the show, we're talking about going back to like episode 30 or so. I was consistently the guy who would bring in like three bands every week. And then I realized I was kind of overdoing it. Uh, but this, yeah, this, uh, this week I, I, I wanted to bring in some truly <clears throat> fucking amazing stuff. And like, I, as soon as I heard this last week, I heard this like the day after we posted the last episode, I was like, Oh God, I got to bring this in. I got to bring this in. It's, it's too fucking great. And again, that was the band unbirth with the song Tumults of Collective Anguishes off of the album Flesh Forged Columns of Deceit. God, it's a fucking mouthful for you. That uh, <laughs> so, I, mean, yeah, I had to say also, the, the <clears throat> segment right before that last one that was played, I was like, this got some fucking toughness to it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's... um, there's uh, you, you can hear quite a few clear in, uh, influences in this. 
uh, for me, very clearly, you can hear the, the New York death metal kind of style. Like, you can hear the suffocation. You can hear that kind of stuff, like, right out of the gate. Like, you, you, like, you know these guys listened to uh, Effigy of the Forgotten and Pierce from Within before they wrote this. Like, does, does anyone disagree? No. 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 <laughs> it's like once in a while I'm waiting for a verbal cue, guys. Uh, anyway, no, I mean, you can hear, like, there's a little bit of, little bit of slam in there. And, of course, you know, like the, the technical aspect. like, But, you know, they're one of those bands that actually managed to find that balance. Like, Cryptopsy found it. Atheist found it. Uh, you know, some other bands found it. Not a whole lot, but some. And honestly, I think I think this is going to be one of those albums I might actually buy a hard copy of. Which, I mean, I know I buy a lot of shit off of Bandcamp, but I don't know, man. This is sounding pretty promising. And uh, yeah, um, also, if you want... Also, this is available for pre-order. The entire... The album has not actually been released yet. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, when is it coming out? Oh, June 1st. So if you want to pick this up, you're only going to have to wait a couple weeks. Yeah, Frank. I, I, I figured you would enjoy this, Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so June 1st, man. You can order it for yourself. The, uh, the, digital, the digital album is 8 euros, which should come around to roughly $10, maybe a little more. Uh, the compact disc, sorry, Frank. I know you love your fucking cassettes but uh sorry apparently there's only a compact disc i mean you there might be like a vinyl or cassette release in the future who knows i still i still uh, pick up cds oh cool cool um yeah i mean they also they also have a couple they have a couple of other things that have been out already uh they got a demo from 2011 and another from 2013 but personally i think i'm gonna wait for this uh and you can find this at unbirth U-N-B-I-R-T-H, in case you don't know how to spell that, dot .bandcamp.com. Go pre-order this album. It sounds fucking fantastic. And you also get three tracks. Uh, actually, by the way, that was the opening track off of the album. So uh, when, you, when you pre-order, you also get the songs uh, Compulsory Pain Splurge. I don't think Pain Splurge is a word, but I feel like it should be. <laughs> um and another song called Procre Euthanasia. <laughs> oh god, these other fucking track titles. Incitements from a neglected deity, cruciferous ordeal, fucking immaculate consumption. Actually, yeah. immaculate I'm not I'm not gonna lie, immaculate consumption is one of those names I kinda wish I'd come up with. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Anyway, so that that's my first bring in for the week. I'm starting off strong. Yes. You are. Yeah. All right, so you know what? We're j- I think we're just going to roll right into the next one. So, Tom?
filth. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was seriously. fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, looking back on the kind of shit that I've habitually brought in, into the show, would you really expect anything less? No, of course not. <laughs> no, and I'm glad you didn't, because this is a filthy fucking band with an even fucking filthier name. Actually, some of our listeners might recognize this band has actually gotten a little bit more publicity. They're a little more established, but, you know, just in case some of you have lived under rocks for whatever fucking reason, that was Dead Congregation, which is, <laughs> again, one of, the, one of those names I wish I'd thought up. Because, like, somebody tells you, it's like, oh, hey, there's this band called Dead Congregation playing in town tonight. You're like, you're, you're not going to waste time. You're going to be like, I want to be part of that. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 w- I want that in my various orify. That's, that's exactly how I felt when I first heard the name uh, Necrot. I was like, how has that not been done before? Right. <laughs> Actually, that's a good question. That's one of those names you feel like, like, you feel like that would have been established in like 1989. Mm-hmm. Like out of Florida, like you feel like a band in Florida would have thought of that. <laughs> Just, uh, and of course it would have been Florida. It would have been Florida or New York. Who knows? But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was, that was, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. That, that was the song Immaculate Poison off of Dead Congregation's latest full length album, Promulgation of the Fall. Uh, they've since re- released a two song EP called Somber Doom that I would highly recommend listening to. Actually, I would recommend listening to all of Dead Congregation's material. It's it's all good stuff. Um, I remember a couple of years ago being suitably impressed by the album Graves of the Archangels. Uh, highly suggest you listen to that. Uh, you, you really can't... This is one of those bands where you really can't go wrong with listening to anything they've put out. Uh, Dead Congregation have always had a pretty consistent and pretty steadily excellent catalog. Um, and, you know, I mean, I understand why some people might want to dismiss them right off the bat. It's like, oh, this is just more incantation worship. And, you know, yes, I realize that there are a bunch of bands that have driven the incantation worship shit into the ground. But you know what? Dead Congregation are interesting and f- and cool and disgusting and heavy enough to keep me interested. And you know what? Go- and you know what? They're, they're a little more varied. You know, they have, they have more doom influence. You know, they've got a little more, they've got a little bit of black metal influence, but man, like at the core, it's just this fucking disgusting, vile ass death metal. Well, and, and, and with that, that, that train of thought, like, I, I I don't know. I I don't know why it, it seems to happen more in the genre of death metal, but like, if we were to just write off, uh, every hardcore band is like, this is just judge worship. There wouldn't be a fucking scene. Right. <laughs> like, right, right. Well, you know what I mean? Well, look, um, see, that's, that's, that's the tricky line. That's the tricky line that a band has to ride with influence. I mean, you can, you can work it into your music into a more subtle way. You can wear it on your, it's all in how you write your material. It's all about how you present it. Oh, I if agree. You, if, I, I, if I just you, think it tends to be a little bit more like, it seems like people are more aggressive about it in that job where it's like, you know, w- without a heavy level of uniqueness, like it, 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 people are quicker to jump on a band. It seems like in, uh, not, in the genre. And, and yeah, man, as, as somebody, as somebody who's got his feet, pretty firmly entrenched into death metal at this point you're absolutely right um there there's a there there's more scrutiny 
like especially among like certain like certain especially among like certain forums and certain sites where you know there are some people who get a little too into it and it's just like a lot of them will just write off literally anything that sounds even vaguely like a certain a certain larger band is like oh this is just straight worship of i'm like man how much of that album did you actually listen to well and that's the thing for me it's like oh no this band is doing more of this thing i like (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like every everyone on the show and a a lot of people in this audience they know how i feel about some of those incantation records like like uh, you guys and several of our listeners know that onward to golgotha is an album that i like a lot I like Mortal Throne of Nazarene. That's another good album. And I've even said before, those albums have already been recorded. But you know what? I don't feel like Dead Congregation are trying to re-record Onward to Golgotha because it can't be done. Uh, Dead Congregation actually do kind of have their own their own little twist, their own style. I mean, this is very obviously like grindy-ass, death, doom, just fuck, amalgamation, whatever disgusting, fucking gross amalgamation of styles that you want to call it but you know at this at the core i feel like they are just dead congregation yeah and i would i would highly suggest everyone go listen to the album promulgation of the fall actually i just recommend you go buy their whole catalog because it's it's all good it's all fucking good stuff and um yeah you've you've got a fair amount of shit to listen to like there's a couple splits uh several different albums a couple eps um yeah, again, uh, the Somber Doom EP came out a while ago. That's that's very good. Like I'm and God, just go listen to Dead Congregation, man. They're fucking awesome. <laughs> you can find them at deadcongregation.bandcamp.com. Dope. Yo, yeah. uh, this next fucking band that you're bringing in, that name <laughs> might be the heaviest fucking shit ever. Fucking right. <laughs> this is okay. So again, um. I've already I've already thrown a shout out to Kyle Rasmussen of Vitriol again. Thank you for showing me unburned, dude. Those guys were were not showing me personally. Thank you for posting about it because that was fucking dope. Uh, but you know what? Um, our boy Jack, our good good boy Jack. You know our our favorite butt buddy Jack. Uh, <laughs> this, no, um, no, Jack Jack has uh, Jack has taken to just like randomly throwing bands onto my personal page, and. The thing is, like, they're generally awesome. Like, yeah. I have yet to, I have yet to get any recommendation from Jack that is not very, very much fitting. And um, oh, he's very much one... the the unofficial fifth uh, co-host of. Oh, the... very <laughs> much, right. very, very much so. Like, honestly, if there's one, if there's one guy I would actually like to have in for a like a a live, like, if we could get him in here for like a guest appearance, that would be fucking ideal for me. I would love to see that happen. It's, I mean, that's you know, on the list of things we, I, I, I think we should be working towards. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> so for my final bring in, because uh, again, this is the hundredth episode. I wanted to go full. I wanted to go. I wanted to whip out my fucking turgid wang and beat you all <laughs> over the fucking head with it. Turgid. Turgid. Don't. <laughs> turgid is a word that is not used often enough and should be. <laughs> fucking beer i like you, um, i like your playful usage of taut <laughs> my 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 fabulous my fabulous fabulous wordplay get it up myself um so uh, the only thing i can think of when listening to this next band is like this is a little 
like like this it, it's a perfect <laughs> like if 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 you just took um if you if you took fucking old school terror and old school entombed and grave threw them into a blender and just like poured out whatever whatever fucking insane mix came out of that blender into a mug and drank it this is what you would get so you know what tom again just roll into this one trick this week <laughs> i just fucking wanted to throw everything on the table against the wall that would have been very upsetting yes there are so many good things on this table right i now. know <laughs> we would have to smash our faces into the wall and then drink it yeah just frank, licking them frank licking the wall just and glass as somebody <laughs> sucking as it through the drywall not, as somebody who's not even there but is concerned for the sake for the sanctity of the alcohol nonetheless please don't do that uh, yeah, no, we'd literally. I'm not, I'm not gonna. We, we'd be we'd be cutting out pieces of drywall and chewing it. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. it'd be drywall jerky. Just say, just Frank, do not do not make me find a way to shoot you through my mic, because like I imagine that that is some very expensive booze. There's mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's some some money on the table right now. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be honest, my my table is just covered in fucking high life and Brother. one bottle of. On one uh, and one beer that I actually would like to mention at some point during the show that is fantastic, lovely. Um, yeah, I, I I bought a I bought a bottle of this because it was highly recommended by the guy at the local beer the local uh, store where I get all my beer, and I was asking like you know do you have any do you have anything like this that would really be good? He said yeah you got to try this. And it turns out it's really good. Anyway, uh, that feeder. thanks. Yeah. How about my, that? You know what? You're a cunt. I got my fucking. I got to say the name first. I swear. You know what? I might just find a way to shoot you through my mic after all. <laughs> what you shooting him with, though? That's the big question. Uh, Glock nineteen. Fat ropes. Oh, that that you wasn't mean, fun. Yeah, it's supposed oh. to be your cock nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Frank, how fucked up are you? Scale of one to ten. You're like, yes. Yeah, he's pretty much yes. <laughs> it's like, how fucked up are you? Scale of one to ten. Oh, I uh, I had a slice of pizza for dinner. That, that's where we're oh, at right now. God. <laughs> oh, oh, God. We made sure. To so go. you're like, so you're like a mixture of starving and drunk. Yeah. Oh, that is so unpleasant. That is that is a horribly you, unpleasant. You thing. drink till you forget about the hunger. Dude, <sighs> I get. Dude, I I used to get drunchies like a motherfucker. I used to be horrible with that shit, and I fucking hated it. I hated it so much. When I was real poor, I used to do it intentionally because then I could, you know, get drunk really cheap. Like I've been there. Yeah, you just like I know. I just won't eat dinner. Then I can get drunk off a few beers. Also, <laughs> Sam, not a goddamn thing wrong with Miller High Life. That's one of my go-to cheap beers. Hey, uh, you know, but you we, know what? As as far as cheap <clears throat> shit goes, man, you can like honestly, as far as the really cheap shit goes, it's hard to do better than High Life. Yeah. I would actually put into the in, into the very upper echelon, as, as humble humble as it may be, of cheap beers. Like I'm I'm not even I'm not even being hyperbolic here. I generally go high life PBR or Lion's Head. Those are my oh, P, oh, PBR for me is like oh, I have such a mixed history with PBR. Oh, I love like, it. I don't know, man. Actually, you know what I do have a lot of positive memories associated with is uh, Rolling Rock. Yeah, too watery for me. But we uh, we should get back to the music that we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. We we got plenty of time for this shit later on. Um, so again, thanks, Frank, you fucking prick, for stealing my name drop. Uh, that was Casket Feeder out of Milton Keynes, UK. Or <clears throat> sure, some British fan might scream at me if I pronounce that wrong. I, I don't think care. it's just gonna... Jack, so I, I you should be uh -huh. all right. Our literal only UK listener. Um, I, we don't know, but I, he's the only well, one vocal about it. Didn't you once tell us that we were like we had a bunch of people in Finland who were listening to us? I think it was Finland at yeah. the time. Yeah, which is like uh, it's so random. Finland like, and somewhere to... in South America, I remember at one point we were getting like <laughs> sixteen to thirty listeners a week from. Are, are we just gonna get like a bunch of people asking us to come to Brazil? We had a weird. Uh, I mean, fuck it, yo! Throw into the Patreon, and we will. Yeah, right. When I did a when I did a Magic the Gathering podcast, we had a like a, I think it was like two or three people from the Philippines that would listen like every week. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even know where they came from. Oh, yeah. Like, but no, that's cool. Hundred um, episodes in, we're still trying to figure this shit out. Oh God! Well, we are the most professional podcast in the world. Um. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, casket feeder again shout out shout outs to jack for just throwing this on my wall and like oh hey you're getting into hardcore you like death metal you'll probably like this guess what turns out i like it because casket feeder are fucking dope uh this is off of the uh, like is it an ep an album F who fucking cares it's called venomous tongues and it literally to me sounds like the the perfect crossover between east coast hardcore and swedish death metal yeah yeah it's like, like hey we really like like we, we really like judge but we also really like dismember and grave how do we combine the two casket feeder 
Yeah, they fucking nailed it, dude. That, I mean, Jesus Christ. Sammy fucking nailed it. This Appropriate yeah. name. I, <laughs> I guarantee you these, these guys went all out finding, like, the best condition Boss HM2 pedals they could find. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. The, the, the album or EP or whatever it is is called Venomous Tongues. Venomous Tongues, like I said. And also, interesting part is it is four tracks and it is Name Your Price. Oh, uh, and and when I say it is name your price, uh, what I do not mean is just grab it for free. Uh, throw these guys at least a couple bucks. Yeah, because this is this is pretty fucking good. It, it's 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 a fucking four song EP. Throw throw them. Yeah, I mean, at least a couple bucks. Throw them $2 yeah, throw them, throw them at least two or three bucks. Come on. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I think that's perfectly fair. Um, me, I, 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 I prefer to overpay for shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. I throw them at least five to 10, but that's because I, th- I want to see them keep doing shit. So fucking, yeah, I, I, I think, I think <clears throat> when I inevitably end up buying this, buying this, <sighs> sorry, uh, I will inevitably end up throwing them like at least $5. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, with any of this shit, guys, if you, if you like what you're hearing and you want them to make more, they need support. Yeah, it's it's been a huge thing in the scene, uh, especially lately. Dillinger couldn't fucking make it, so help these guys. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah, like, pay for your entertainment. Yeah, God, I mean Dillinger themselves were pretty thoroughly established. Dillinger was massive. They didn't play a show that didn't sell out. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so see it, the fact the fact that they couldn't make it like that like that should show you right there, like guys uh, like. The music scene spent so long with like record executives being or record companies being like totally overbearing and fucking everyone on this stuff. We are finally in a position where we can almost totally independently support these bands and help them do their thing. Don't waste the opportunity. No, not to mention like, you know, albums were what about ten, twelve dollars back when we were yeah, at least a lot of the time yeah, you're more, looking at fifteen to twenty, especially with Bandcamp, we've seen yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking zero I inflation. Mean, for fuck's sake, you used to go into Sam Goody, it would be like twenty five dollars for a fucking system of a down CD. Music's cheaper like, now. Dude. I mean, you can most full lengths <clears throat> on Bandcamp are like eight dollars. Paying like thirty dollars for a, a copy of an album called "Steal This Album," <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, fucking right? forget forget <laughs> it with uh, the Maiden albums. Like they knew people would pay the price for them, so like. Again, it was saying those twenty some dollars. You're like son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, I, dude, they, like, oh, dude, these these fucking labels, man. They would charge a premium for this stuff. And Sam's like, right. Some, some, yeah, some of our younger, some of our younger listeners, this stuff, but or might not have been around for this stuff. But we've been around long enough to remember it. Like I remember being a kid and seeing albums that went for fucking. Twenty dollars to thirty dollars. We're talking for and we're the talking, band and the band was getting twenty five cents a sale yeah, off right. of that. And uh, when I say when I say twenty to thirty bucks for an album, I'm not talking about an expanded edition, which is what thirty dollars would get you today. I'm talking about like a regular seven to ten track album. Yeah, and that's, that's the, what I'm talking about. Nowadays, we can give the band more money of a five dollar fucking purchase than we could back in the day spending like $30 because of all the bullshit distribution record labels 
Uh, Bandcamp has been, and things like it, have been a goddamn savior to independent labels and bands. So show the fucking support so that we don't have, you know, I want to see, I want to see fucking Casket Feeder last longer than Dillinger did. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, I mean, I mean, some of you guys might think we're kidding. It's like 25, 30 bucks for an album. Who would pay that? I'm like, that's, that's what people used to pay. That was reality. Fucking day, dude. And man, like if you want to read some of the most appalling shit you could possibly read, like look up the, look up like the nature of the music industry before like the year two, before like 2000, 2001, when independent streaming services really started to get big. Yeah. And you know, it's just like when you just, when you find out just how fucking scuzzy and shitty record, like major record labels and major studios were. Like it's fucking appalling to, to, to keep like, this from going totally off the rails and to kind of sum yeah. it up. We've been given a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So support do, it so that it lasts not, because this could do be, not waste it guys. This could be what fucking saves our entire goddamn scene. All of them. Even you fucking asshole black metal elitist. <laughs> yeah. Get them. <laughs> they don't, they like don't want to be even... saved. You want to know why, why fucking hardcore is thriving in Philly the way it is and why they've been able to do almost 12 years of this is hardcore. It's because of the support that can be done on a bigger scale. We can do it now. So anyway, let's keep rolling with this shit so that we're not yeah. here for 10 hours. <laughs> so, um, that, that is actually going to do it for me. Uh, I figured since this was this was a landmark episode, I might as well bring in three bands to sell. And you, you fucking you murdered it, dude. Fucking I a. like and I thank like you, Jack, for casket feeder. I am going to yeah. be losing my mind over them for the next week. <laughs> yeah, I I like to think I at least do okay. But uh, yeah, again, Jack, thank you, bud. That was a fucking great suggestion, and I think we can. I think I can say with. Uh, I can. I think I can say unequivocally that we all enjoyed that fucking. Yeah. Hell yeah! All right, Hell yeah. who's up? Who the fuck is up? I'm I believe a, that's Mike. My picks. So my um, picks now. <laughs> my picks. So we're gonna start off with a band I peeped off a flyer. Tom, why don't you just play it? Ah, 
so fucking good. <laughs> so that was from On Site off of a little two-song EP, Fading Out. Mm. Uh, currently on tour with Wastelands. Ah, oh, word. <sighs> yeah. That's where I saw it then. That, <laughs> that's got to be insane. <clears throat> oh, dude. I yeah. mean... Uh, Seriously. Also, props to fucking Wastelands for finally getting out of the state. Good on you, boys. Um, <laughs> they need to be everywhere. And for them to be doing this with on-site is fucking awesome. What a great fucking... <laughs> what a great duo to have out there. Uh, God, uh, crowd destruction. <laughs> uh, so they are from New Jersey. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That was uh, released March of 2018. Yo, don't sleep on Jersey Hardcore, man. Nah. <laughs> Dude, that little solo they bust out in the middle. What? Like, it's so tasty. I know. <laughs> uh, that track was called Push. Mm-hmm. So, next up. Got yeah. it pushed something in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like drinking while recording. <laughs> I mean, we're going a little bit harder than normal. We're normally about half a beer deep by now, and uh, we're, we're a bit past I have, that. I have a problem with usually finishing the beer before Brutal Brews. Yeah, yeah, you, I've noticed that. <laughs> Some of what we're drinking may be a future Brutal Brews, to be honest. Yeah, it's fucking good. <laughs> I, I, I actually bought a... I, I bought a couple little cans and bottles of uh, some something somethings that are probably going to be on future brutal brews episodes. Oh Fuck yes, I'm, I'm I'm with you guys on it. I mean, I know I don't do the brews that often, but you know, I got a couple here that I think are going to be deserved. Right yeah. on, man. I I always look forward to that. Uh, Mike, he, I mean, good luck following that. Ah, uh, we'll see. So <laughs> <laughs> next up. Dead Empires off of Designed to Disappear. We're going to listen to a little bit of Sleigh Ride.
riffs. Just all over the place. <laughs> Jesus. Those guys are a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't. I wasn't quite sure what to think of that, and I'm still not. It was. <laughs> That kind of spun me. That kind of spun me around a little. Same, I you know, right where I was like, oh, is this tech death? No, wait, is this hardcore? No, wait, is this thrash? No, wait, what are they doing? It's that weird shit that I like. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, the best way to describe that is mic stuff. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it is. Uh, it, it's a nice change uh, because at one point, you know, all I the only shit that I'd hear that would make me think mic stuff is just like chaotic hardcore. And that was definitely a bit more on like the death metal, thrashy. Is more metal than you used to get into. Yeah, yeah. Dude, <clears throat> these guys are awesome, especially in that sense where it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that throughout the whole album. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely leaned on a more aggressive song in the beginning because I wasn't sure <clears throat> how much time was going to be playing tonight, but he let us get into the cool shit. So, um, absolutely check out Dead Empires. That album is ridiculous. Man, Jesus. Um, that, that'll be at deadempires.bandcamp.com. And but before we just brush over that, can we just, the fucking, the playing in that, my God, yeah. like, yeah, when those fucking, when that, 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 that section that was real riffy and at the same time you've got fucking, there, there, there were blast beats and fucking, and double bass and all kinds of shit happening in the background. And it's like, it, it's, it's and a fucking assault. Their fucking bassist knew how to fucking set up a groove. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was borderline dancey at points. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, at the end, towards, uh, it's just masterful, like, digital effect usage, like the cascading effect during the one it section. Was, it was done so nicely. That's That can that can either really hit or be a huge turnoff. Yes. And I, I really think they fucking nailed it. I mean, you know, uh, we were talking about no, I was talking in my head about Dead Mouse recently. So I thought we had a conversation that we didn't have. But, um, yeah, I think uh, I think you have it. I think it might be, still be sitting. I think it's on your on your future bringings yeah. for the for the side stage. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'll bring yeah. this back up then. But uh, he always says, like, do your own, you know, digital effects. Like, build them yourself. Don't just go to a bank and get right. a preset, or you'll end up with like tape stops or something that you've heard. A hundred million times, it ends up not really playing right. Yeah, and you could tell that was built. Um, so yeah, fuck. <laughs> uh, they were from New York, and that was released February of this year. And I'm not sure that I said <clears throat> onsite thc.bandcamp.com, onsite hc.bandcamp.com. Oh, <laughs> got yeah. things on your mind. Got something on the brain. And uh, last up, we got a little bit of a story with this one. So, <clears throat> of all people, <laughs> Ryan the Largonian comes to me and says, uh, I got something I want you to check out. And um, he's he's like our friend Eric. He's in the ska and, and punk, and that tends to be that. So, when he came to me and he said, you know, wanted me to check this out, uh, this demo out from a friend, I was like, oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said let's uh listen to the track Voices, 
So, <laughs> so, I think what that was a perfect demonstration of was fucking fantastic metalcore. Yeah, that that phrase usually is has a negative connotation to it, and it doesn't fucking have to. It can be fucking done amazing. So yep. I was, you know, it, it takes a certain something to pull me into this style. Um, and there are a few bands that, um, that I can think of that have really done it properly for me you know obviously fucking rose funeral mm-hmm. um uh and and uh you know uh friends of the show cranley gardens yeah who i think fucking kill it and this has that certain something especially their sense of melody in the mix of that which i thought was fucking great um yeah, uh, and, you know it's funny. Uh, pe- yeah, it, it is weird how metalcore still really has like the word is tainted. Even mm-hmm. though like when you go to this is hardcore, half the bands playing are metalcore bands. Yeah, um, it, it's just it's it's a it's a genre that we've been fighting to take back for a long time, and I think we've successfully done it. But for some reason, the word is still just tinged with like. I guess there's there's the memories well, of the band. Well, because uh, I, th- I think it's because metalcore for so long was twisted into something that it wasn't by, you know, a, a lot of bands like, and especially, I mean, during like the early and mid two thousands growing, like growing up in California, like that, that shit was oh, everywhere. God. Yeah, like it was, no. it, it was just fucking, it was just like a bunch of fucking kids who played nothing but fucking chugs. It, it was just nothing but chugs and breakdowns. That, that Couldn't particular era of metalcore i've always described as guys who just suck too bad to play metal so they called it metalcore that no uh you are not the first person i've heard describe it exactly like that and you know what man you are absolutely right and on behalf of cal of of california natives in general i am sorry for what we helped do for what we what we did to your to your genre man it's okay we still held it down on the east coast Uh, no and you know what as as well you should have it just like man again i can't begin to describe how fucking painful it was to go to local shows and sit and like be going there for your buddy's band who's actually good but having to sit through like six or seven shitty <laughs> fucking metalcore bands. Yeah, just man. Fu- well, nothing but the fucking bottom of the fucking barrel. It's, uh, it's, I love that this band does it well enough that it makes us talk about why they are an example of, of you know, what you should be doing they with the fucking- genre. They understood good transitions. Oh, oh yeah. God, that's yeah, something beautiful. I definitely wanted to point out. Well, you know, also there's there's some real riffing in it too. Mm, like, I mean, I'm I'm am still not huge on the vocals, but you know, I was gonna say there, there's an actual there's a sense of there's a sense of actual riff work and structuring in there that, you know, all the you know like all those shitty metalcore bands that I mentioned from the early to mid two thousands didn't have. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, you know, it may be one of those things where even even the good shit in the genre might still not be your cup of tea, but like. 
there's a difference between being like, yeah, that's not quite for me. We're like, dude, that sucks. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, you know, I, I should clarify straight up. Uh, I am not a metalcore guy. You know, like everyone else on the show knows that. And I'm pretty sure even a couple, even a bunch of people who listen know that too. But again, Phil, you're absolutely right. I can recognize the distinction between the two groups. Like yeah. there are two, there are two pretty distinct schools of metalcore thought. And I... You know, thanks to you guys, especially you, Phil, I've actually grown to be able to to discern between them. But uh, yeah, I don't think we've even fucking named these. We guys haven't. Yet. No, I was so... just waiting for a convenient moment. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, go ahead, man. <laughs> so that that is violence in ascension off of Blood Moon. Mm. Th- I th- it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they are. Um, easy- yeah, that's that's one of the best things I've heard out of the genre in quite a while. It's one of the best things that my buddy Ryan's ever brought to me and said, "I like this." So I was very <laughs> proud of him. But uh, he passed it off to me, and he wanted uh, the uh, the f- the mutual friend in the band wanted my opinion, and I was like, "Well, I could do you one better. Bring it on the show, and we'll get everybody's opinion." Yeah, no, I I think it's fucking great. Um, I'm I'm really, I, I love that there are bands like this out there doing the genre fucking properly. Uh, right. I mean, and that's yeah, try, like, right, trying to take it back. Yeah, yeah. No, and uh, the little bit of information I got from Ryan, uh, you know, they're just out there having fun. Oh, good. Cool. If, I mean, if you're not, what the fuck are you doing this for? Right. Well, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, it, it ain't like there's money in it. <laughs> Man, still, there's that's, there's that's what there's I, no money in extreme music anymore. Like it's, of, it's 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 a dead game for the most part. One of my favorite quotes was in a go for a uh, an interview, and I think it was in Revolver magazine. And the dude from the vocalist from All That Remains was being interviewed, and he was like. I technically, my resident at this point in time, this was right after the album after the fall of ideals. So at this point they're they're doing, you would think pretty well, his residence or his like address. He's like, I'm technically still living in my parents' basement. And I technically <laughs> still don't own a car. Apparently there's not much money at screaming at people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like there, there may be a lot of passion in the underground extreme music scene like no one can deny that but man it ain't it, it ain't 1986 anymore there's no real money in it but anymore. yeah no it's uh like it, even I, I even got some buddies and some signed bands and they've pretty much all told me the same thing there's there's a lot of fun there's a lot of intensity and there's a lot to learn in this but there's not a whole lot of money <laughs> Yeah, no, but hey, man, I you know I, I look forward to hearing more from these guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so here's the thing, I uh, they don't have a band camp, so tell them to fix that. Yeah. Hey guys, if you check this out, um, look in the band camp. It's pretty fair, um, and it's it. You'll do it, better there than you'll do on Spotify. Fucking yeah. hey. You'll get paid. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. Um, yeah. But for I'm now, the best they will get paid significantly more with. Bandcamp than they will with Spotify. They have have or had physicals. Ryan has one. Um, so hit them up. Maybe they've got extra physicals to sell you. Do so they have a Facebook? Yes, they are very easy to find. It, just searching "Violence and Ascension." Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, because I, I would I would absolutely be down to own a copy of that. Um, but no, that's like I was talking about last week. 
uh, when I brought in prostitution. Yes, uh, uh, they, they, they're going to keep us uh, posted on shows around the area. Fuck yes. But I, uh, one, like I mentioned, when you get someone who comes to you, like, oh, check out my friend's band, and you're like, ooh, boy. Um, <laughs> and this is another one that paid off. Uh, two, yeah, it was easier for me to bring prostitution onto the show. Yeah, Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. Okay. It was easier for me to bring them onto the show and easier for all of us to support them uh, through Bandcamp. Spotify is garbage. Uh, sure, yeah. a lot of people might listen to you on there, but not a single goddamn one of them is paying you a dime and you ain't going to make shit off of it. Right. But have it on both, but get it on Bandcamp so those of us who want to pay for a digital copy can do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I still refuse to use Spotify. Like, I, I've, I've never had an account now. The only time I will put Spotify on is for the From the Pit playlist. I need to update that. I apologize, anyone who's I've, been following. Yeah, I've been uh, meaning the. Yeah, God, how long? How long has it been since we've updated that? Months, months. Oh, Where I mean, there's like 120 songs on there, so you oh, shouldn't Jesus. be bored yet. But. Well, but at the same time, I mean, there's got to be at least one or two people. When are you guys gonna update your shit? I know, I know, and we're probably yeah. closer to like 300 songs on there if I actually get through. Oh songs. yeah, we we have to at that point. Yeah, I'll, I'll right try, now. I'll try. It's tough. I have to dig through our archives and then hope that the band's on Spotify and then try to find that yeah. track and then add it to the playlist. But I will try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta fuck it. You gotta dig through it and you gotta pray that they got the right fucking track. And, <laughs> and that band. 90 other fuck. bands don't also have their name. Yeah, I'm. All, all I'm saying is fuck Spotify. I agree. Fuck, fuck them. Use Bandcamp. F fuck Spotify. Spotify sucks. Just download shit off of the Bandcamp. The Bandcamp app is your... better than Spotify. What are you doing? It really, it, like, fuck, dude. Like, yeah. I, it's so much easier. Oh, did you finally like, start using it? The Bandcamp app? No. But, like, my, okay, my whole fair. experience... My whole my whole experience with Bandcamp has always been like you don't even need to sign up to buy shit. No, I don't have I don't have a Bandcamp account, and I and I've got like forty things on my list of shit I've bought from Bandcamp, and that's just from the last seven months alone. Yeah, it, it's it's super positive. I love Bandcamp. I, I will Thank say, you guys. I will say, yeah. signing up helps because certain people will uh, follow you, or you I can follow them, the and uh, you can then okay. find some really cool shit that way. By based on what they buy or like I mean their their recommendation lists are usually cock, but you know Well that's that's <laughs> yeah. Bandcamp, you know, doing its own yeah. thing, but like other followers got, who might have bought an album that you bought. I got three push yeah. notifications on my phone today about releases from Unspeakable Axe Records. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well so. you well you know me. I'm I'm a big fan of like fucking Falter and Moribund. Well and, that's uh, the thing. So if, seasons of mist. So, if you're yeah. if you're if your email's tied to your phone and you use that for your band camp, when you they and you use the app, it the app will update you and say, Falter just released blah blah blah. See, you know you're probably right because no shit, just a week and a half ago I finally did the eBay app. And I have no fucking clue how I survived with it. Like I've been, I've been, I've been buying shit on eBay for like four years, and I have no fucking clue how I've survived without having the fucking eBay app. It's so awesome. But uh, anyway, let's get back to the to the actual music talk here. Um, Mike, did that do it for you? Yes, I believe that brings us to me. Oh yes, and. What would what would episode one hundred be if I wasn't bringing in some fucking hardcore? Yeah. Uh, oh shit. Tom, roll that shit. 
can't tell you how happy it makes me that fucking that New York hardcore is being played in the Netherlands. Oh, what? Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah. I was like, nope, that's definitely like, you know, an hour away from us. No, that track was called Left for Dead. It was off the album Sudden Death by the band Cornered out of the Netherlands. Work. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, keeping it the fuck alive. It's it's crazy to me in the same way, like, as a hip-hop fan, seeing something go from, like, four blocks in Brooklyn to, to international. Mm-hmm. It's cool seeing that same sort of shit happen in hardcore where it's, like, these dudes who have never been around the the scene here but just have such a fucking passion for it that they probably know more about the fucking genre than I do. Right. And they're, they're you know, they're just taking it and, and really they get it. They understand the fucking, they understand what the music's about, and they're building their own scenes over there. And to see a band like this that's been around since 2009, uh, still putting out material, still fucking playing, uh, and just doing it fucking right. Absolutely. That's what I was kind of thinking the whole time I was listening to it. Um, I mean, you know, hardcore is... uh is a band that can often have a lot of active bands at, at one time. So there's a lot of, a lot of stuff out there. And I was definitely getting like nuances of like old school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially like New York old school, but there was still that, there was still like a modern sort of edge to it. Like maybe a little extra chugging here or this or that. And the vocals were a little, a little bit edgier. Maybe right. one could argue that, I mean, I found that absolutely palatable. Like it's perfect. Like, it sounds great. <laughs> and then to yeah. tell me this is like thousands of miles in another direction. <laughs> it's mind-blowing to me. I feel like, so, at what point did they hear, like, that sound? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's tough to say. It really is. I, I don't know, you know, because even, for all I know, they got into it in the fucking... Maybe what they got into was the Gorilla Biscuits, and they just learned the fucking genre from there. Who right. fucking knows? I mean, it sounds 100% authentic. Yes. Um, I, I, I just know that, you know, whatever they're doing, they're doing it passionately, uh, which is, at the end of the day, what the fuck it's about. Right. It's it's pure expression. I, I remember someone once, uh, you know, you, you always have the people who are like, metal's cool but i i don't understand the screaming and i've always explained that like there are certain things that there's no other way to express it that it, it it's just pure fucking expression of either anger or or betrayal but it's something that you're feeling and it's you're exercising that and it's, it's about uh, as it's as it's one of the rawest emotions made entertainment like yeah um but anyway, you can find them at cornered.bandcamp.com. Go fucking support that shit. Absolutely. It is so fucking cool that that's happening. Um, and once again, something that I hope to one day, uh, I hope they can make it over to the States at some point. I will, yeah. I will say on the note of uh, certain things have to be, you know, screamed. Man will always fail cannot be sung. That has <laughs> to be <laughs> screamed. I mean, yeah. you know, what are you, you going to croon that shit like, like fucking... It's like fucking Neil Young or something. No, that shit at the top of your lungs. As Shai Halud once said, certain words must be screamed rather than sung or spoken. Um, like, fuck. <laughs> fuck, is fuck is a word that must be screamed. Fuck. But yeah. So, uh, thanks, for, thanks for practically busting my eardrum there, buddy. <laughs> 
<laughs> so cornered is fucking dope. Um, but I don't want to keep it totally on that end of hardcore. Uh, one of the other things that I'm known for bringing in is some of the crustier shit. Hell Tom, yeah. why don't you go ahead and roll that? fucking god i love that sound that yeah was the track civilization's agony off of the album the last goodbye by the band just war out of the czech republic and i love i love how like a lot of a lot of crust bands like this they have like an unnecessary umlaut somewhere in their logo yeah well they're uh they're they're huge fans if you dig through their tags they are massive motorhead fans uh, oh, really? Okay. As, yeah. as, oh, oh, with with that style, I never would have. As, you see, I couldn't have guessed that by the amount that I wanted to chug a beer while listening to it. <laughs> oh God! As uh, I'm doing that, doing that right now. As Panzer Bastard once said, "There's, there's uh, two styles of music: Motorhead and Discharge, and we play both." <laughs> Still up there with one like the top quotes, like. God, um, what, what more do you need? Yeah, no. And, you don't. You don't need more. You know, there there are a lot of these bands out there, um, but every once in a while you find one that just does it fucking right, and I think Just War is one of them. Uh, and you can find them at justwar.bandcamp.com. Uh, everything about it is so, so fucking crust punk, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the, I saw the background of their uh, Bandcamp page, and I was the, like, yeah. The yeah, album right. cover, the logo, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's about as crusty as it fucking gets. I dig it. And I admit uh, it a single, here's, single bit the, of that. There is a certain, um, I love crusty music so much, but sometimes I get really mad at the, like, 
crust kids. Oh, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they don't get it. Uh, like, I, don't, I, I don't think they get their own fucking genre half the time. <laughs> I will never forget that fucking amazing story you told about that cat. Um, sorry, just yell, yelling at Dapple again, like I do in half these fucking oh. episodes. Um, I, I will never forget that fucking story you told me about that shithead, cru- that gatekeeper crust kid. That, that you met that that's all of them and you know you know what's funny is that was the day that we met up with Cazador to do an interview and we're heading into a shitty area of philly to go support their fucking show and here's this stupid fuck sitting <laughs> on the street in, in in fucking south street begging for fucking money like fuck you what have you done to support the scene you fucking bitch like you like, get the fact that like he doesn't he digs through dumpsters to find fucking moldy pizza crusts for his dog, who, like, <clears throat> I don't know if he realizes that's animal abuse, but, yeah, he fucking begs for, he begs for 40s, <clears throat> and he digs in dumpsters for fucking never, moldy food to feed his poor dog. And never mind the fact that in that situation, like, they're like, I'm not being a part of the system. Yes, you are. You're still buying yeah. things. You're on the most bottom rung, though. I, I, yeah. I'll just never forget. I can't remember which one of my patches it was. Anti-Simex. Anti, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you actually listen to Anti-Simex? Hell yeah, yeah I do. What's Anti- your favorite Anti-Simics album? Anti-Simex are fucking dope. And instead of responding, I just said, fuck you, I'm not doing this with you. Who the, f- like, who the fuck even are you? <laughs> who the fuck are you? The the only thing that is as bad as those dudes are like crazy old fuck it like crazy old boomer dudes from the eighties who do nothing but talk about how great the scene great they thought the scene was back then and how they met like it's like oh yeah I used to haul gear for Wasp and talking it's like yeah I did like I like one time Blackie Lawless farted in my direction I knew it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look modern like, life I, is I watched, more I, I watched I watched Vincent Neal fuck I watched Vince Neal fuck my wife it was great <laughs> <laughs> yes yes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck um you are welcome hey, look man uh fucking modern life is war wrote a great song about it called the called fuck the sex pistols essentially yeah, like there were never any golden days fuck you you stupid fucking burnouts like <laughs> we're living it now we're we're like, the scene fuck you you know yeah. you know where i got that exact sentiment but, but i didn't get it from modern life is war you know who i got you know who i have had that epiphany with was Doug Stanhope, the comedian. Fair. Um, he, no, he he once said something uh, where he was t- like, he hates boomers too. Like he can't fucking say, st- and he was talking about how much he couldn't stand him. And he said something to that effect that like, really like, as soon as he said it, I was like, wow, that's like, that's the problem put into words. He's like, these, like these people, like they talk about, it's like, oh, the kids today don't know how to have fun. He's like, no, like times weren't good because the times were good. They were good because youth is good because when you're young, it's good. Yeah. And you know, now, true. now you're fucking 45 and you're, you know, getting drunk isn't as fun as it used to be. And you know, Coke is too expensive now because you see, you've seen, you've seen the mace, the faces of meth posters and you don't want to turn into that guy. You just, you wish it could be as simple as doing Coke again. And you know, you saw Doc and back in their heyday, but you didn't know them. They were like, you hauled their amps a couple times and, and they it, were like, okay, look, man, it, 
it ain't even just them. I'll never forget if if you've ever seen uh, there's a documentary American Hardcore, based off of the phenomenal uh, encyclopedia of a book American Hardcore. I, I've actually I've actually heard of the book. I've never heard of the movie. The the book's the... phenomenal. It is so detailed and so ridiculous, and I I strongly recommend it for anyone who's a, a big fan of hardcore. Uh, but they made a documentary that's also great. Uh, they they really did their fucking work and, and summed you know up what the the first wave of hardcore was about, but it ends and I can't remember what what fucking band he was in, but someone saying like, "That's over. Quit trying to quit trying to live my scene." Like that was a small part of the history of the scene that it's become. Fuck you. Right. Like don't don't sit there and act like this shit ends with you. You right. are not that. You are not that important. Little Stop you, placing that and much value is, on what it, you do. It wasn't even like the motherfucker who said it was like a member of a fucking like Minor Threat or the Bad Brains or some shit. He was just some band. It was just yeah, some but, fucking band uh, from back then. Like, like hardcore was definitely a band. Like, like, some some band who like, like was pretty much being relegated to an opener the entire time they played. And like, is is that? Is, 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 am I right? Maybe I mean it may have even been someone from a decent sized band, but it wasn't like it wasn't one of the originators or one of like those people who's just like even okay. if you fuck up you can't do any wrong because of what you did in the past. Yeah. I mean like yeah. no one no one who's not an idiot is gonna hate on Henry Rollins. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? But like no, yeah, I mean, no, started, this wasn't this wasn't him. It started out of the youth and I feel like little him <sighs> would kick his ass. Yeah, probably. Probably bite his finger off, which is a thing that <laughs> happened at CBGB's. Yeah, read oh, American shit. Hardcore. Yeah, you, it's you crazy. Watch that movie. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh fuck. Jesus. Anyway, um, yeah, Just War. Go check him out. JustWar.BandCamp.com for some real fucking crusty ass shit. Damn, an Frank. hour fifteen. All right, man. I got. I've got. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get fucking oh. moving. Well, that, okay, I've got one, but it's a real fucking good one. At least to me. So Did you pick this out for me? No. It looks like oh, this, fuck you. This this is this is for fucking me, okay? I'm not gonna lie, I'm fucking selfish. <laughs> We're going to Columbia for this one. This is a band called Savage Aggression. We're listening to the song Necronomicon off their album Satanic Strike. Yeah, come on, don't 
Jesus. Yeah. Some just good old fashioned fucking satanic thrash metal. Kind of reminiscence uh, of a little. There's definitely, I think, an influence of like old school Slayer in that. Yeah. No shit. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, I wonder why I like it. Oh, yeah. I like like the cheese. I do. In the Trello. Say it again. I said you spelled Necronomicon wrong in the Trello. Good job. Who? Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> Did you not just hear that fucking gold that I brought in? All right. No, I, 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 I will agree with you. I definitely think these guys listened to and took a lot of lessons from Show No Mercy. Fuck yes. Like that's as I'm listening to this, I'm like, fuck. Thank you. You're giving me all the things that I want. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I love Slayer and all of their eras, but that that's definitely some of my favorite <clears throat> shit. God. It's, oh, dude. It's, like, I was even in a group today, and we were talking about just, we were talking about Slayer, and oh, I'm so glad to see so many people come to the defense of Show No Mercy. It is, like, no, like so few, it, it's so weirdly not talked about, and it just makes me sad. And we've got such... They know the right level of cheese. Like, we've got songs such as Thrash Command, Satan Strike, <laughs> Thrash Metal Attack, Possessed by Evil in Hell. God damn. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I do like the cheese. It's fun. It is fun. You know, there's... You know what? Actually, I think there's a way to do cheesy Thrash Metal right, and I think there's a way to do it wrong. And I think the way to do it wrong is with Pizza Thrash. That is the wrong way to do cheese. And I think the right way to do cheesy thrash is like this. This is the best. I love that text message sound. Whoops. (laughs) That's that's me uh, getting notifications from Bandcamp. I will say, if you're going to do pizza thrash, be like Pizza Tramp. (laughs) <laughs> for anyone who remembers that bring in i actually do remember pizza tramp but you know the thing is pizza tramp were self-aware oh yeah like, that's the problem with pretty much all pizza thrash is it's not self-aware they're just blind they're just blindly copying uh as many goofy over-the-top crossover and thrash bands as they can and they're not like they do it without getting why those bands were good back then even one of my favorite memes is it's a clip from it's always sunny with uh with charlie and he's suicide sit- is badass not that one <laughs> it's the him sitting there in the chair with like pizza grease all over him and like beer stains <laughs> yeah. and it has it has a municipal waste logo and it says i hate all the pizza and drank all the beer <laughs> Better not piss on the couch. <laughs> Seriously, uh, so this album actually came out in 2009, but then it was released on a dubbed cassette on April this year okay. by uh, austintizedrecords.bandcamp.com. I'm sure you were thrilled. I'm going to be probably picking that up later on. Yeah, right buddy. the fuck on. I've that. been sitting there like Hell a bastard yeah. this week listening to it, and that message comes up like the "Hey, you've opened up your heart. Now open up your wallet." And it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they know what the all I can think when you said that was that actual. It's always sunny quotes. Like, cause Dennis is a bastard man. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, chart like the original Charlie McDennis episode is like 
brought like um, among the like along with the gang at Stegen hostage are like my two favorite it's always sunny episodes mm-hmm. uh, but fucking savage aggression you need to fucking check them out if you were at all a fan of like slayer style thrash what's uh what's that band camp again austintizedrecords.bandcamp.com right on they have they have a bunch of other stuff that's on my wish list right now after going through it so word uh i'm sure we'll be hearing more about that in the upcoming weeks oh yes uh there are there are several there are several things we brought in today that i bought i want to buy but i really can't because i can't be spending more money nah man you gotta you gotta fucking you're coming out to this is hardcore yeah you are i'm coming out to philly i mean i i already i already i already bought a pair of studio monitors well that was like technically that was like two weeks ago but it's like yeah i gotta save i gotta go to philly and buy a bunch of shit there yeah man you won't regret it i know Um, i won't anyway we need to move because we have been i that that might be the longest our fucking recommendations has ever taken (laughs) i think actual ever uh (laughs) part of that i will um i will blame on on the alcohol Mm -hmm. uh, because we are all getting very rambly right now (laughs) so let's move to the segment where we talk about that yeah drink more beer (gasps) that's right folks it's time for motherfucking brutal brews now we're gonna start off with the clip as usual tom roll it music <laughs> fuck yeah so if you're not aware that was cruelty brought the orchids from cradle of phil's 1998 release cruelty and the beast mm. 
Okay, so I kind of uh, had to struggle through. I kind of had to struggle through parts of that. So, uh, I, and I'm gonna be completely fair about this. Um, for me, at that point, you know, uh, where I was made aware of Cradle of Filth. Uh, granted, they had already been around for a while before I was made aware of them, but where they were coming from and everything that was represented to me from them um, at the time where I was listening to Death and Creator, mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck this. Um, <laughs> it, this is this is fucking hot topic metal. This is This is ass. I don't care about it. Now, going back... A lot of it sonically is kind of exactly what I expect it to be. But what I will say is while it still doesn't like, well, it doesn't necessarily hook me. It's still not my fucking thing. Um, you know, for, for some of their earlier work. And I know we talked about this on an earlier Brutal Bruise where I think you brought in an even earlier album. Yes, yeah, so it was the album right before this one. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I didn't hate that. Um, but, you know, in all fairness, like. I don't hate this. It's not the worst thing I've ever heard. It's not for me. And I, I, I think where they went afterwards, uh, is... under understandable. Woof. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna kind of fall in line with Phil and just, but I'm gonna go a little further down the line by saying did not like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, now, Frank. I, I understand that. For me. Um, I got into them when I was, uh, like towards my tail end of middle school and continue to listen to them all the way through high school. I still go back and listen to albums such as this. Right. Um, it might be partially nostalgia, but like, I always loved their, their transitions I always found were fucking spot on them pulling melody in their, their work. I always found to be fucking spot on. Like, uh- yeah, and that's where I'm saying, like, you know, in fairness, I don't hate this mm-hmm. as much as I thought I would. Um, it, it's not even really so much a hating it thing. It's just like, ah, okay, they were doing what they were doing. It, it's not in my ballpark. Um, yeah. But what I'm more interested in is what led to the choice of pairing with this beer. That goes with, so nice. <laughs> what we are drinking right now is Sierra Nevada's part of their trip in the woods series, which is they take some of their beers and do barrel aging with it with a little, little twist in it. So this one is their Bigfoot, which is their barley wine ale that they aged in whiskey barrels along with ginger. That's which, a crazy choice, which really, really uh, mellows out the hops, um, especially because, I purchased this back in December of 2016. So it has been sitting for a little while and that hop present has hop presence has even died down further. This is very sweet. Um, Incredibly. Yeah. Um, but even with that, I mean, it's got that almost molasses like fucking texture to it. Exactly. So while this is a, um, very, strong beer it is also very sweet the flavor going along with it is very um what's the word i'm looking for uh approachable yes and which barley wine owls are not always the most um approachable no they're, because... they're definitely for an advanced beer drinker correct um <laughs> i feel like the, i feel like the the alcohol presence in this is 
very masked. Even for being aged two years, which is the really impressive part, because as anyone knows, the alcohol uh, gets much stronger as you age a beer. Um, it loses, it really loses the carbonation. It loses the hops, as you mm-hmm. said. So what you end up with is is pure malts and booze, mm-hmm. uh, which I've seen with aged IPAs. I've had the the ninety minute IPA from Dogfish Head aged eight or like five or six years, and uh, the result is very similar. It doesn't taste like an IPA. It is this thick, syrupy. Um, very malty drink and that's with an ipa which this was not it was a barley wine so the end result of two years of aging is fascinating with that going along with uh cradle Phil's cruelty and the bees for me this fucking album nails the the transitions that happen throughout um the the mixing of melodic parts then exploding into uh more fast metal parts like I remember the still the first times hearing it when I was younger and it making like the hair stand up on the back of my neck and I was like I fucking love this and and, and I really can't fault you for that and that's one of the things I didn't have that benefit of hearing them early into uh, my phases of getting into metal mm-hmm. you know and I, I do feel like overall, even with their better material, they're very much in the realm of a stepping stone band, but they're mm-hmm. a good one. Um, I I probably wouldn't have jumped into, even though they're, they don't really actually fall into the category of black metal properly, like, I wouldn't have even gone towards that direction probably if it wasn't for... You know I, what? Well, I, th- I, think th- I think me neither. Um, and having never really gotten like fully into them... Mm-hmm. I was I was like I said uh, at the beginning of the segment like when I was when I was younger and definitely far less educated in in metal <laughs> um, they were super spooky and um, <laughs> I always admired their very much like Ghost and I think Dimmu Borgir and it's like they're a lot about what's going on. Just visually. don't ever watch any of the music videos. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it will kill everything for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, some of their, like, Especially when setups. you find out that Danny Filth is, like, five foot. Three. I'm yeah. pretty sure this was the album that they really started having music videos for. Um. Because their, 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 their first was... really big music video had the girl in the bath of blood. And yeah, that yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. That was, that. that was the, that's I think that's what an I'm EP right after this. Okay. That was from the Cradle to Enslave. Ah, uh, yeah, I think you might be right. Um, God, I can't believe I remember that. I don't also, even like them. Also, <laughs> cool, cool fact about this album is it's a concept album about Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah. Yeah, yep. no, they were big on concept albums. Well, I mean, a little overdone at that point, but... Who can... Once again, we were just talking about a little bit ago about cheese being sometimes a good thing. Like That's true. I... I, I don't know. I don't know if I can concede to you on that one with with Cradle of Filth. Um, I still feel with like when I saw them perform live, that was a fucking fantastic show. Like that, sure. But I mean, even even artists that I'm not a fan of can put on a great show. Now, I get what you're that, saying. You know what I mean? Like, the, I guess it, it's part. I guess partially for me, it is the nostalgia. Like. 
Oh, and look, man, I'm, I'm like, obviously, this is this is very subjective. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, I, I have my opinions on them, but like, that's that's coming from my own background, which is very different. Like this album and Dusk and Her Embrace, the amount of times I've listened to these albums is. It's probably considered too much, but that one. I mean, when you when you brought in Dusk and Her Embrace, I actually kind of liked that one. Mm-hmm. So that was a surprise for me. It was more. That album was also a lot more raw. Yeah, which maybe a lot of what a lot of what doesn't click for me is the overproduction, is the uh, which is it's still hilarious because like this album is still regarded as like poorly produced, and I'm like. It sounds fantastic to yeah, me. Like for the time, in all fairness, it was. Yeah. You know, in '98, there there were, there were le- legit black metal bands putting out albums that sounded. But be- I'm pretty sure Emperor was putting out shit that sounded better <laughs> as far as quality goes. I am. I don't know why. I'm also a sucker for a uh, Nick Barker's drumming. I don't know why. I can't hate that. Yeah, like. Hooks me in every goddamn time. Okay. All right. So I, I think I'm, uh, you know, even if I'm not going to become a huge Cradle of Filth fan, I'm seeing your pairing here. Mm-hmm. So. Um, also, you know, I when, when, we were, when we were going into episode 100, I, I thought, it's episode 100. We need to do something, something metal. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and immediately I jumped to, like, fucking, you know. Maybe fucking priest or Sabbath or or Megadeth or or any any one of the any something big. And when you first threw this up, I was like, <sighs> and I knew like that's why but, like so for days I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the beer and I'm like, I know I'm gonna, I know I'm probably gonna catch shit for this. And I was like, but like that's the album that I was thinking of while looking at this beer. Like I'll, I'll tell you, it has been one of the more interesting brutal brews discussions in a long time. And I think that's fucking perfect because it's one of the reasons we love this segment so much on the fucking show. Uh, Frank, why don't you go ahead and wrap this one up, man? Cause we, oh. we got a little surprise after this. All right. So do yourselves a favor. Listen to cradle Phil's cruelty and the beast. If you can find a bottle still, um, find Sierra Nevada's uh, barrel-aged ginger Bigfoot, and then wait two years. You gotta wait two years. Um, <laughs> fuck this beer, fucking does right, well with age. Um, but we we still have shit to talk about. Um, we also although although speaking of brutal brews, yep. I believe we have a little something next year. Oh, to that effect. fuck, you're right. That's we right. do. Yeah. So um, surprise. If if you guys don't mind, I will introduce this one. So, yeah, go right on um, ahead, buddy. <laughs> uh, good, good, uh, good international friend of mine and friend of the show, uh, my good buddy Declan. Uh, for the hundredth episode, uh, I asked him, "Man, I need you to send in something special because we got to mark this occasion, in my opinion, with a big fucking Australian flag." And you know what? My boy Declan did not disappoint. So. Without any further ado, here is a brand new uh, special guest uh, episode of Brutal Brews starring my good buddy from Dan and Declan. Tom, why don't you just go ahead and play that? When the call went out for the most Aussie review possible, <laughs> I knew I had to answer. And so, 
in honor of 100 episodes, 100 Brutal Brews, I present to you the first ever True Blue Brew Review. <laughs> now, an Aussie special calls for an Aussie beer, but you can forget all that piss in a Tim Foster shit, we ain't doing that. Nah, for a review, you need to go micro. Now, being the craft slut that I am, this means an IPA. For a true down-under IPA experience, there's only one I rely on. Direct from the sick cunts at Colonial Brewing out in WA, it's the Aussie IPA. This little beauty comes in a tin wrapped with enough green and gold to make a fucking emu wee. The white mouth design means you can get it down your hatch fast without any airlock, and believe me, you will want it down that fast. Clocking in at just over 6.5%, she's a cheeky little sessioner. Full body, juicy, loaded with tropical fruits and delicate overtones of beer. And just like Bon Scott here at Acker at any house party, she's balls out fun, loved by all and Aussie to the last drop. That'll put some hair on your cock. Colonial Aussie IPA, get one up ya. Also, it didn't appear to be available in the States, so uh, yeah, fuck yous. You know, the only time I've been more afraid of a copyright strike is when we brought in Metallica, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I also... Can I also say that I love that for the Australians... Uh, a, a six and a half percenter is a session. <laughs> <laughs> a session over here. What did I say earlier? Motherfuckers bury beer before uh, uh, before races. <laughs> so, so um, that all of that being said, <laughs> I mean, Can, like for the, for those of you who spend a lot of time on the internet, you know that. Uh, oh, hold on, just a second. Uh, sorry, just cracking open another beer. Um, you may know Australia as the great country of shit posting. Besides being the country that lost a war against uh, they, emus, they, they, I'm they, not joking. I mean, they they might be second only to Serbia in in shit posting <laughs> abilities. Um, amazing, thank I you. Uh, that was fantastic. So, oh god, again. I mean that that's the that's the most Australian thing I've I've experienced since. The first time I saw Crocodile Dundee, or the first time I listened to Men at Work's Business as Usual album, <laughs> which is fantastic, which is fantastic, by the way. If you don't own a copy of Men at Work's Business as Usual, you should. I own a copy you, on vinyl. Yeah. So, I, I fucking love you, buddy. Good I want to say two things. Uh, well, they're connected. <clears throat> so, speaking of two classic rock bands, um, two very different things happened for me. So one classic rock band was Aerosmith, which was as I was younger, I was like, this is cool. And as I got older, I was like, wow, this is garbage. <laughs> Aerosmith had one redeeming album, and that was Toys in the Attic. So, Other than that, you can forget about all the shit they did. So ACDC, when I was younger, I was like, this is really cool. And as I got older and understood the lyrics, I was like, this is badass. Like it's Dude, dirt, dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Like killing. Oh, like like I thought it was Thunder Chief. Jesus <laughs> Christ! No, they're talking about killing motherfuckers for my, cheap. You know what my favorite thing is? My favorite thing is that, like 
you know, the, if you follow the verses, it's like, I'll, I'll kill someone for you. We're going to do this. And then the last verse is just, we're going to have a party and everyone's going to be jealous because we <laughs> party like, so hard. Like, it's, literally, so like, it's literally just a song about where he's like, hey, he's like, hey, mate, how about you bring over a 12-pack and I'll take care of your principal for you. <laughs> so with that being said, there was a short time period. My work was playing awesome music because we were told that like, oh, it doesn't matter what radio station you put on. So my clothing manager was like, fuck classic rock. So as old women are pushing carts around, Dirty Deeds is playing, and I'm like, I'm like, there's there's old women shopping with a song about killing people for cheap. I am so fucking happy right now. We we, we could also we could also talk about the song Love It Feel, uh, which is essentially a song about groping and banging a girl who may or may not be of legal age. Um, yeah. I was still always a fan of uh, a whole lot of Rosie. You know, um, honestly, for me, uh, after going back and listening to Highway to Hell, I am astonished that If You Want Blood was not the single biggest track on that album because it is so fucking good. Like, just I, I don't think I can ever I don't think I can ever express just how much I love the Bon Scott era of ACDC. My, my former roommate um, finally convinced me a couple of years ago. He's like, dude. You need you need to at least listen to the shit that Bond Scott did because before that I was <clears throat> God I was sick of ACDC I didn't want to hear him again no and I finally listened I listened Frank Frank put your dick away let me <sighs> finish but I went back I lit the fuck my phone I went back I listened to High Voltage I listened to Dirty Deeds I listened to Highway to Hell. I listened to Powerage, and by the end of it, I was like, "Where did I go wrong?" There was a what did I? It was so impossibly fucking good. Like, how could I have ever slept on this? Like, I was just so sick of hearing "You Shook Me All Night Long," which is a terrible, terrible song. Fuck off! And I was sick of fuck you. That song sucks. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Fuck yourself. Yes, it does, you fucking bitch. It nah, is a shit song. I'm with Frank on this one. So, get this. Fuck you both. I have a very... If you're going to listen to anything off of Back in Black, listen to fucking Hell's Bells. Two things. That's a good I song, have, too. I have a very important, like, uh, I guess, memory <clears throat> attached to You Shook Me All Night Long, and that is... Okay, that's fair. I wound up, years later, after high school, uh, banging my high school crush... <laughs> and like the the morning afterwards and i'm driving home that song came on and i was like fuck yes i was like today is a good day did you, did all right you all right all right all right we need to get the fuck back on track because this is going entirely uh, too fucking long but uh, and, uh, once more once more, Declan, thank you for the brutal bruise, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. That was fucking that was fucking brilliant, you fucking gigantic Australian fucking madman. Thank you for that. It was Spectacular. Thank you. Oh god, I very, very much, very much hope to have you again in again on this segment, man. That was fucking fantastic. I, uh, I'm loving I'm loving our international brutal bruise so far. Seriously. Uh, you know. Jack has done phenomenally for us, and now Declan's added it, to the fray. Thank we, you, guys. We, we, um, we just we, we just have a habit of attracting a bunch of fucking goofy drunk reprobates <laughs> like us. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Okay. All right. All right. So there's one last bit to the show. Obviously, there's not going to be a goddamn discussion this week because you motherfuckers no. got like five of them while we were trying to do recommendations. Yeah. And another one just now. So <laughs> oh, we need to fucking God. we need to bang through the end of this because Jesus Christ, I am done. Uh, so. <laughs> We got some fucking, we got some new shit to talk about. My. We do. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, right off the bat. So, uh. Yeah, if jump right the fuck I'll let in. You, I'll you let know. you take into this one. If you recall correctly, we were very excited um, that The Body was releasing a new album. Because they're workhorses. <laughs> yeah, called well, I, have a f- I Have Fought Against It, But I Can't Any Longer. With a Well, seeing seeing as you didn't shut up about it for like a month, yeah, we were. <laughs> so it's with so a good. with an album art <clears throat> of a black and white photo at night of just some fucking gate, yeah, to some whatever. Yeah, not even a just real like gate, a, a, just a, a gate. shitty little road gate. Like, like, it's it's like it's like one of those shitty road gates you see to like uh, country to like places out in the country, correct. like out yeah. in the fucking bo- like a boonies gate. But if, if that's not a term, I feel like it should be. God damn, is that picture perfect for what this album Setting is? Setting the mood. Yeah, and uh, I, I believe there's a clip. There is a clip. I, I picked it to try and match the uh, the feel. So, uh, Tom, would you please play that? So I still I will forever hold the the idea that the body is one of the most important bands in um, in extreme music today. Right. I don't disagree. Um, well, I I can say this much. Uh, um, that that was haunting. Yes. <laughs> that, that, no. That 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 put me in kind of a melancholy mood. And right. speaking of somebody who's like 
six or seven beers in. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> um, it, it's not. I never recommend the body for someone who's not in at least a, a stable state of mind. Oh, it crushes everything. <laughs> all your get up and go. I say no, no, no band uh, puts down despair sonically like they do. Right. Uh, it's unbelievable. There, uh, there, there is a level. There is a level of anxiety. To what what little I've heard of the body, I feel like the body are going to be like my new full of hell, and and that I yes. forget to actually listen to them for months on end until finally I wander into a McDonald's and steal their Wi-Fi to do so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, th- like from what little of the body I've heard, they really get the anxiety down. <clears throat> it's, I mean, um, live, live, it is a. Oh, oh Frank and I had the the wonderful, wonderful, rare experience of seeing Full of Hell and the Body together live in a church basement. In that which must they have didn't been a even, very... Oh, my God. They didn't even play on the stage. They stood on the floor, level with the crowd. Oh, and, nice. And even after that, I got to see them play at the, uh, the Foundry. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just... They they have a video screen showing images with their oppressive sound and like it makes you very uncomfortable. Like I, I bet. So I, I love uh, performances accompanied with video stuff. What what they do is spectacular, and um, I I have no doubt that we'll be talking more about their next project probably soon. A couple times a year, yeah, because it's probably on. It's probably around the fucking corner. Um, I remember showing at least the previous album, um, no one deserves happiness to some of my friends and they were, they're listening to it and they're like, I completely respect the like artistic ability of this. They're like, I feel like I need to be in a complete manic state to listen to this. Yes. To like, otherwise I'm going to be, Oh, uh, they're like. Otherwise, I'm going to be way too down. This this feels like something that I would look up in the middle of a super depressive downward bipolar swing, and also incredibly drunk. Like this this strikes me as something that I would look up in that sort of state. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. I get the feeling that is what the body are going for. With yeah. the sound, it's like it, honestly, from from what little I've heard of this this <clears throat> track, and uh, again, what little I've heard of the body beforehand, this strikes me as something that you have to be in. You almost have to be in that state of mind to truly appreciate. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that that's just the feeling I get. Um, if you can go around for like a walk at night. Throw your headphones in, and he lives in Oregon. Of course, he can go around for a walk. And <laughs> no, not only not only that. I live in West Oregon, where I essentially live in the middle of a forest. So yeah, that you have the Bring a bear you have like the prime like environment to do this. Yeah, uh, but I uh, I hate to cut it off because I want to keep talking about this forever. But <laughs> we are approaching two fucking hours of recording Jesus. So rapidly. Yeah. Jesus. Holy shit. 
Oh, Jesus actually, Christ. All right, let's get, go, 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 go. What's right, next? Yeah, right. what's and next? Actually, um, I really want to talk about what's next. All right, what's up next is I decided to bring in something because I think it's hilarious. Uh, oh, I brought I'm... in Immortals' new, album, <laughs> new uh, track, uh, Northern Chaos Gods. We're going to listen to that a little bit. Awesome. I'm so glad to see that they're still going. I know um, there was that big concern with the whole <laughs> Abbott split, yeah. or people thought like, "Oh, uh, they must be ending, and he's doing his own thing." And they both both parties came out and said, "No, no, 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 yeah. no. He's just doing his own thing. He's got his own shit he wants to chase. Immortal is immortal." Yeah. Um, <laughs> if there's a black metal band that is self-aware it is immortal no they're, say, they're, they're, like, they're so good with it they're dude, so good with it the crab walk see you know <laughs> what though that being said um i will defend uh sons of northern darkness actually i was having a i had a brief discussion with this about jack with with jack God, sorry i'm kind of drunk um i had a brief discussion with jack about this how i said that north uh sons of northern darkness was my favorite immortal album and on the last episode, and he was like, you know what? That is their best album. I'm like, I, I know. And, you know, admittedly, I was also kind of concerned when I heard that this split was happening. I'm like, well, is Immortal going to keep going? I mean, if not, like, how are they going to address having a vocalist? Like, what are they going to do? But, man, now that I've heard this and now that I've heard what Demonaz is capable of doing, holy shit, man, not, I think I might. Not yeah. only is it still self-aware, it's really legitimately badass black metal yeah this this is fucking aggressive that's i feel like this this is one of those tracks where i feel like this is almost them directly responding to those those people who didn't believe like this is like oh you like you think we couldn't carry on well guess what fuckface we're doing it this is the this is the jester becoming the lion like mm-hmm. this is they went from you know, kind of being self-aware and poking fun at the genre to dominating it. Right. Yeah, I, that's what ultimately had me bring it in, is uh, the track was good. It's incredible. So They're fucking great. I, did, I, I didn't even realize they were capable of something like this. And this is being, I, uh, being a see, fan I, of what they do. Alright, well in the... Uh, Spirit of moving on. Yes, yeah, we got it. We got it. We got to end we this. Got, I apologize. This. I hope you guys like long episodes because Jesus fuck. Um, 
we been, still got some more to do after this too we've been drinking that's yeah, yeah let's, let's keep it rolling let's go all right so <laughs> yeah, a band i brought in a, a while back wolf king has released a new album that i've been happily awaiting so let's uh, check out a little bit of a track further I got a surprising amount of enjoyment out of it. That was really <laughs> fucking cool. No, dude, I, I bookmarked that. Like, I, I might have to snag this. You're going to like that one. That, oh. when it got to the, like, the chin, 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 I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, we're getting serious See, now. You know what that, you know what that did for me, though? That, that's, that, that, oh, God. For some reason, I found that, like, intimidating. Yes. That's the point. <laughs> thank, thank you, Frank, for. In, <laughs> I know that's the point, but unlike a lot of bands who actually don't pull that off, they did. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> also, God, what a name. Yeah. It's pretty good, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's a hell of a name. Um, speaking of names that are just spectacular. And of course. One of my favorite fucking bring-ins uh, to this show ever, and I think it was one of Frank's. Um, the Barber <laughs> has a new album coming out called Black Friday on the 18th of this month. Um, yeah, dude. We don't have any full tracks. We have very little. But anyone who is, uh, I mean, I've I've been a die-hard fucking fan ever since you brought them in. Uh, bought everything. Yeah, I, I've gone as far as to rate their Facebook page. <laughs> um, so, diehard fan. The, we have a short clip of the material from the upcoming album. Tom. Oh my God! Are they from Russia? Moscow, yeah. Yeah, I brought them in. Yeah. I was oh, you brought them in, right? Perfect, perfect. Um, 
They fucking rule. And Jesus. I'm so excited for a new album. Everything they've done has been dope so far. Um, you can follow their Facebook at facebook.com slash thebarberholyshit. And uh, <laughs> you can also follow them on Bandcamp at thebarberholyshit.bandcamp.com. Do it. Buy that shit when it's released. These motherfuckers get rock and roll yes. like no one else. Yes, That's because it's, it's rock and roll mixed with like like hardcore edge like yeah. which is just at the end of the day rock and roll it is so you know um yeah i i i'm i'm dying i'm dying i've got to wait another fucking five days or 15 days what what, what the fuck date is it oh you'll see i've got um, another four I've... days <laughs> um, i want to mention i don't have a clip but fucking veins putting out a full length oh, oh fuck yeah. it's about goddamn time yeah dude i uh i already pre-ordered it Oh, like, cause is there a link for that pre-order? Ooh. <laughs> okay, we'll post it on social media. We'll get it up on the Facebook. Um, it's it's called Error Zone. Okay, Google it. I'm sure it ain't hard to find. Vein V E I N. If you like <clears throat> heavy ass hardcore, and um, at heavy ass hardcore while also being extremely on the like mathematical and technical side. Oh yeah. Um, 11 tracks. God, that's a big hardcore album. Um, it's coming out June 22nd. So fucking a, Oh I, God. I, like right before this is hardcore. I was like, and let me slam that pre-order button because there's probably going to be some really cool merch for it. At this is hardcore too. I didn't see, are they on the bill for, I'm pretty sure. I hope I thought so. Aren't they? I thought they were playing the same day as Jesus Peace. Who is that? Vane? They're right before Incendiary, which is right before Rotting Out. Oh, God. Jesus. Pl- oh, my God. I think yeah. that's what I remember. I think that's Friday night. It's going to be oh. unreal. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, as I'm, as I'm rocking my Rotting Out shirt right now. <laughs> um, Let me know. Rolling. What's up, guys? We got, a, we got a little... Oh, sorry, Mike. Did I catch you off? No, not at all. Okay, so um, uh, Phil's a bitch. Frank is a bitch. We just finished recording our 100th episode, and uh, uh, Phil is fuck. Phil's pretty drunk. Frank's pretty drunk, and they were just like, "We're not going to be any good to you guys," but we wanted to get him in here anyway. We mentioned him many, many times on the show before. Introducing my boy Zach from Outer Heaven. Zach, say hello. Hey. Hey girl. Hey. hey. <laughs> With his fucking six pack of Zima and everything. I got a six pack of Zima and I got a six pack of Strongbow Gold Apple Cider. Jesus Christ. Classy. You are all ready to get fucking white girl wasted. <laughs> I have uh, watched a lot of Queer Eye on Netflix, so I'm uh Man If you hear it's... anything in the background, that's my cats because I'm not paying attention to them right now. No, dude, I no, I I fucking get it, man. Because yeah. I have I have a dumb asshole cat who likes to make a lot of fucking noise in the middle of these recordings. Yeah, so. I have two dumb asshole cats, and uh, they're oh, going to try and jump up on the one of them's on the back of my chair right now. Yeah, and, uh, I I've got myself like my desk is walled off by Zima <laughs> and gold apple cider to try and keep them climbing <laughs> up while I'm, while I'm recording. Oh. Christ! <laughs> and one of them no, just it's... took a shit, and my and the 
fucking litter boxes like right next to my uh, desk. So man, my I, I swear to God, man, my cat has to be fucking spiting me. Cause last week, like we have her litter box set up in a place where she knows where it is. Mm-hmm. And last week, man, my roommate and I were just sitting there. We were we were watching some fucking bullshit on my computer because like we use my computer as a TV pretty much. Yeah. And um all of a sudden my roommate looks over and we we both look over and my cat is just fucking pissing on my carpet oh. over in the corner. I'm Dude. like, "Oh, you little fuck." Got well, my cat One of my cats had pissed on I I had like way too many pillows at one point on my bed. Oh, no. And my cat so I threw them all on the floor and <laughs> I woke up I woke up one like like Three in the morning one day, and I was like, something smells oh. weird, but I guess the cat must have just taken a shit in the litter box because, you know, I got a small apartment. I could smell that. I can smell the litter box from my bedroom. And so I wake up the next morning. I'm like, what the fuck is that? But then, like, I became, like, nose blind to it. And oh, I went no. to walk into my closet, and I stepped on the pillow, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, no. So it turns out they just didn't like the litter. Um my mom, uh, when I was in, the, I spent a little bit of time in the hospital about like two months ago. Yeah. And my mom gets her cats the crystal litter, and she was like, "I'm not gonna buy your cats the right the litter they've been using because it tracks all through the house. I'm gonna get them the crystal litter." And I was like, "That's fine." And it took them like a month and a half for them to be like, to be like, "We don't like this shit. Please give us our old litter back." <laughs> so they just stopped. They, they stopped using the litter box. Oh my god! And they just pissed on my pillows, and now I'm back to oh. and it's it's all good now, but. I, Man, I, and, uh, and I thought my cat was a fucking prick. My cat really just has a fucking attitude. So anyway, before we go, we before we turn into a fucking cat. I was yeah, I was gonna say. Because I, 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 I can talk about, I mean, I have three I can cats, talk about but... my cats for hours. <laughs> oh fucking fucking Christ, dude! I, I I I know all about it. So before we go, before we go too far off track, um, of course, as we mentioned before, uh, Zach is. Uh, <clears throat> Zach is a buddy of mine. I've been talking to on Facebook for something like a year now. It's it's something been almost like a that. year. Too long. Yeah, something like that. Um, I I met you when you were first uh, when you were playing for your former band Castle Freak. Yes. Uh, and you recently joined Outer Heaven. Uh, who... uh, Castle Freak, the Philly months. band, right? Yeah. yeah. Word. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe Outer not like so recently. Yeah, so maybe not so recently. Right. I, I consume too much. I consume too much booze to be entirely accurate. So, dude, my, my perception of time is completely just destroyed. You know, yeah. Like, I wonder if anyone's done an album about that. Like, if anyone's written a concept album about like the the your your you're like you're losing your sense of time due to fucking excessive alcohol. <laughs> I mean that that sounds more like the plot of an intervention episode than anything it does. else. So, yeah, seriously. It's not Jesus funky. Christ. <laughs> But yeah, and now you've um, you of course have joined the band Outer Heaven, yes, uh, fucking heavyweights out of Philly, and you guys were recently signed to Relapse Records. Yes, uh, yeah, which I was very, absolutely fucking stoked to hear about. Yeah, so was I. Actually, <laughs> um, we had been talking to a couple smaller labels. Um, Cameron from Relapse had approached me. Um, we Ooh. did three shows in two days with Gate Creeper. Damn. One, one in Philly. Yeah, and then we, we did a matinee there. show at, at St. Vitus in Brooklyn. And then we did a, we did a late show on Long Island. So um, if you don't mind me asking, I don't, I don't believe I ever, I don't believe I ever broached the question. Um, 
like who like what other what other labels were you guys in talks with like any uh, anyone we might know blood harvest was the one that we were talking to god um, i've brought in a i brought in yeah, a ton yeah. of blood harvest yeah. shit well because uh suffering hour is on blood harvest and yeah yeah suffering hour are as far as bands go like my best friends like josh from suffering hour has come and stayed at my house at my parents house for maryland death fest like three years in a row or something like that yeah um i i brought in uh i brought in suffering hour i i talked about them quite a bit last year um consistently impressive yeah no they're like everything i've heard from them thus far has been very very impressive and dude i gotta hand it to those guys those guys have not played like a a shitty show yet like every single bill they've been on has been completely stacked Every single show that they've that they're going to be playing is completely stacked. They're opening up for like that uh, band Dodheim's Guard, however you pronounce it. And I think I think it's either closer. yeah, it's either it's either Dodheim's Guard or Dodheim's Guard. I can't. Oh, they're opening they're opening up for them in Bolzer in Chicago, which is going to oh, be wow. sick. And then also in Chicago, they're opening up for fucking Batushka and the Chasm. No which, shit. That like, like as in the the Chasm from Mexico, as in as like in Death the, Cult. Death as Cult in, for Eternity, the Triumph, the Chasm, as in, as in that Chasm, yeah, Fuck. yeah. Oh my God, dude! Like no shit, I have, <laughs> I have the Chasm's Death Cult for Eternity, the Triumph, slated for a future from the Crypt episode. Like within the next month, I was uh, gonna nice. do that album. Ironic. Uh, yeah, no, and it's it's awesome because Josh has been hyped. Been the, the chasm up to me oh, for years. They are so good. They are so good, man. If you haven't listened to them in depth, I highly suggest you get into them. I'm just super stoked for them to be able to open up for them, and like yeah. that's their number one influence is the chasm, and so that's kind of like they've got to be feeling the same way we felt when when we opened up for Morbid Angel. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's uh, something wow. I forgot to mention. You guys just recently opened up for Morbid Angel on the Kingdom's Disdain tour. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. It was yeah. it was yeah. okay. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> well, we got we got added after physical tickets had gotten printed. Oh, man. So, so physical print physical tickets had said doors at 8 p.m. <laughs> And they oh, pushed shit. the actual start time back to 7 p.m. Oh, and no. we played at 7.20. Oh, so no. We played to, like, my mom, my stepsister, her boyfriend, my dad, and my stepmom and their posse of friends and, like, 40 other people. Oh, oh man. And, like, I'm and, like, so the, sorry. And, like, the, it was fine. It was all good. We got to open up for Morbid Angel. And, mm-hmm. like, we got yeah. to hang out backstage. Trey talked at me. And I like had a moment um, <laughs> I, I, I like how you specifically said he talked at you yeah he talked at me he did not talk to me he talked in my direction <laughs> and uh he was like hey and i was like oh <laughs> so, slight slightly frustrating experience yeah i just like i was like what's up and he just like turned around and like walked away because they were about to walk on stage and i was like holy shit yeah yeah um i've actually read <clears throat> i've actually read before that trey can be kind of interesting and occasionally slightly difficult in interviews that's so. whatever well um Eric actually just did a Instagram live stream where he talked about Trey and told some stories. And um, Trey was like notorious for 
back in back when David Vincent was in the band for just being a guy that just gave one word answers to every question. Oh, oh, God. I think Trey might have said in a decimal interview recently that he's like a very high functioning autistic person. Um All right. after David after David Vincent left, they were like Earache was like, Okay, well who's gonna do all the interviews now? And they were like, Trey's gonna do it. And he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but Trey apparently actually like because Trey, anything Trey does, apparently he does a thousand percent. Whether it's guitar or like making Doom maps or like watching anime, he does like a thousand percent. And he, when David Vincent left, because he was the one that did all the interviews, he got this like life coach cassette set what? and just do- devoted his entire <laughs> life to it and became like this, this like just started giving actual interviews with like actual answers. Which, That's... if you watch any of those, like, Formulas Fatal of the Flesh <clears throat> interviews where he's, on, like, in the swamp. Yeah, I actually, um, so I, I actually saw one of those. It, it, it was, a yeah, it was, it was, a it, it was, it was, I guess it was originally broadcast on TV, so there were a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff, parts where it stopped, where there were commercial breaks, but. And music videos and stuff. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it was just, it, it was a very strange and disjointed type of interview that I wasn't mm-hmm. quite sure how I felt. And that that's one thing actually I should mention that uh, Zach and I have since bonded over is the fact that uh, we both very, very much appreciate Steve Tucker era morbid angel. Yes. And, and um, a while ago, uh, Zach started really pushing on me. He's like, dude, you got to go back and listen to formulas fatal of the flesh. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Is it going to be as good as Alter the Madness? And then I listen to it. And I'm like, holy shit, this is better. Because I, I love Formulas for the Flesh. And oh, it's I, so good. I, I I started making a bunch of memes a while ago, where it's like it was like the Drake meme, where he's like he's like saying no to Alters and like saying yes to Formulas. A lot of my friends started getting like really mad. Like I love Alters of Madness. I love it. The fuck oh, of Madness. course. It is, it is. It is one of the best death metal albums of all time. I just oh, totally. there's something about Formula's Fatal of the Flesh that just it's just you know, so heavy. The, the I, I I can't remember who said it. I think it might have even been in like a user review I saw, but I remember someone saying that there was a potential, there was a strange twisted per- God, hey, get down from there. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry, my fucking my cat's being a fucking asshole, dude. Mine but, are actually um, being surprisingly chill right now. They're just kind of sitting on my floor. Yeah, well, mine, well, mine fucking isn't. So I, it might have been, it might have even been like a Metal Archives review I saw where someone was like, "There is a level to paraphrase, obviously, there is a level of twisted potential that Morbid Angel had shown before <laughs> Formulas of Fatal, Formulas Fatal to the Flesh, and Gateways yeah. to Annihilation came out yeah. that they finally lived up to when they released those albums. And the more I thought about it, the more sense that made. Well, you've heard the stories about Domination and how fucking David Vincent basically ruined that album. Like, I, lo- <laughs> I'm, I love I'm not Domination. Surprised. I love Domination, but the one thing I don't like is David Vincent's vocals. The songs are sick. The fucking riffs are sick. Eric Rutan. Uh, I love Eric Rutan. But it was at that point, by that point, David Vincent was out of death metal. And uh, after they recorded the vocals and everything like that, that's when Trey had, you know, asked, I guess, David Vincent left, and Trey wanted to re-record Domination with Steve Tucker. Or oh, with, that would have been so good. 
but oh. the label like they, they were on like a deadline and they couldn't do it so it, and oh. it came out with that that I, I don't know how accurate that is but that's the story that i've heard you know and i just really want to hear it with fucking steve tucker vocals oh my god man if i could hear if i could hear a full-on re-recording of domin of domination with steve tucker on vocals that would be like that would make my fucking year yeah imagine domination <laughs> with like the formula like imagine domination with the formulas like production and the formulas vocals well so yeah good. no that that would be absolutely amazing um i don't know man like i don't i don't really understand why so many people malign the uh the steve tucker era uh of morbid angel because it's so it's so twisted it's so fucked up and interesting and it's, it's, it's all those people that are just like oh i only like the first four albums you know it's like, or 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 the people who go even further than that they're like oh well the like the only stuff of theirs i like is like anything that was on uh fucking abominations yeah. of desolation or yeah. earlier like yeah. what Fuck that. fucking fucking come on what, dude like, really like, uh, record labels or something um just like nerds <laughs> just like just generally like yeah here's the thing i i love the david vincent stuff but i had seen morbid angel with david vincent and they played nothing but david vincent stuff so seeing morbid angel with steve tucker where they played nothing but steve tucker stuff was amazing that's so dope i've man. seen both it was like I saw I had seen Repulsion at the Decibel Metal and Beer Fest, and it was on April Fool's Day. And they <laughs> and they said that they were gonna do. They came out and they just played Breaking the Law. They said, <laughs> they, gonna, they said that because everyone's seen them play Horrified so many times, they're just gonna do a set of their favorite '80s covers. And they went into Rocky like a hurricane. And then he said. April Fool's motherfuckers, this is a stench of burning death, and they went into their normal horrified set. Nice. But I after the set, I was talking to Scott Carlson. I was like, dude, because I've I've met him a couple times. I was like, dude, in all honesty, I've seen you guys play horrified so many times. I was actually kind of looking forward to seeing you guys do nothing but 80s covers <laughs> you know what i feel like if if i had been in your shoes i probably would have been in the same position yeah. uh i was i was actually lucky enough to see repulsion myself a couple years ago uh the the bill was actually fucking killer it was uh noisem were the opening act i know i know you like them zach those are my boys uh, sebastian played drums of castle free no oh, shit oh yeah that's right that's fucking yeah right. i'm waiting for yeah. the next fucking lp to drop honestly it's it's sick oh yeah so um it was noisome opening uh it was the black dahlia murder after that who i mean i'm not a huge fan of but they're amazing showmen like i will give oh, the black they, they dahlia murder. On, i saw i saw that tour in philly and yeah they, they, they put on a fucking great show yeah they're they're really fucking cool guys and they're fucking great showmen i cannot fault them at all for that trevor 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 hypes the shit out of Castle Freak. He he came out to see us at in Detroit when we played there in 2016. Oh and, yeah, cool. Uh, and he recently moved to New York. He's come out to see Outer Heaven a couple times in New York. He's a super nice dude. Yeah, no. Um oh god, actually I will say if there's if there's one dude it, it, like if if I could if I could pick someone to sit down and have like a bunch of beers with, like Trevor would definitely be on that list. He seems there's like a super super cool dude. There's nothing about death metal that that guy doesn't know. 
I know. And that's part of, that's part of why, like, if I got the chance to pick that dude's brain for an hour, I absolutely would. Uh, but yeah, actually, um, Gorguts were on that bill too. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool because, um, uh, Luke was actually selling his own merch. Like he was at his table selling his own merch. I sold, and, like, I sold merch for noise of that night. And, uh, oh. And we shared, we shared a booth with Gorgut, so I was just hanging out with Luke LeMay all night. It was yeah, like, and honestly, like, Luke LeMay, the dude was, the dude was all smiles the whole time. He was super friendly. He was, like, he the sweetest fucking anyone I've ever met, and he will remember you, because that was 2013, I think, that show was, and we opened up for Gorgut's in Baltimore last year, and Outer Heaven, that is, and he fucking remembered me. Fuck. Yeah, it was no, awesome. And- it was cool because um, I actually got to talk to him for a minute. I actually straight up asked him, like, you know, what, like, what, what, what tunings were you guys using on Colored Sands? Because I really, really love the opening track so to uh, Colored Sands, and yeah, you know, he was telling me like about the kind of tunings he was using and like some of his other equipment. And it was just funny because um, the first shirt I'm actually wearing my Gorguts tour shirt right now. And uh, it, it sucked because I noticed that the first shirt I got from him didn't have a back design and I really wanted something with a back design. So I went up, I went back and I'm like, I really hate to sit, to be this asshole, but I was looking for something with a back design. He's like, Oh no. He's like, Oh, he's like, well, give me that back and grab something with a back design, dude. It's totally cool. And awesome. then it was, yeah, then it was, uh, it, oh God, I just couldn't believe how fucking nice that guy was. Like, he's, he's just like, he was just like this totally friendly, totally goofy dude that seemed like he would have been great to hang around with, but it was carcass, uh, headlining that night. And man, what a fucking great show. But the thing that just ma- like the cherry on top for me was the fact that it was the only show on the entire tour where repulsion were playing a yep. set. And I was yep. like, holy fuck. I couldn't believe how fucking lucky I was. It was such a great night. We had um, Die Choking on the Philly date for that show. And nice. that band fucking rules. I'd I never heard of them before. They're a Philly band. I'd never heard of them before. Probably because this was, you know, like yeah, a lot, like four years ago, five years yeah, ago, yeah, when yeah. I was uh. naive and young and I didn't know shit. Um, but, well, I'm still dude, be- that's Before the show... Noisem hits up. Noisem hits me up because I've known those dudes since like 2010. I met those guys when like their drummer was like 12 years old. Wow. And uh, at a Megadeth show in Baltimore, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they're like, they're like, yo, come get lunch with us in Chinatown because that's where the track of their theater is in Chinatown in Philly. And we were like, all right, cool. It's me and my old, like, me and my buddy Evan, and we went out and we're standing out front with uh, Andy from uh, Castle Freak. I think he was there. And Jeff Walker from Carcass walks by. It's like the front of the venue. And I was like, yeah, I, I told the Andy, I was like, yo, I think that's Jeff Walker. And he goes, Jeff Walker, there's that short. And then Jeff Walker turns around and looks at us and we're like, oh shit. Jesus Christ. Super small guy. Oh, um, it's like the, when you first find out that Glenn Danzig is like five foot three or something. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh no, Glenn Danzig is a manlet. We yeah. all knew he's it. A, he's a turbo manlet. <laughs> turbo manlet. <laughs> and I, I don't say that as somebody who was lucky enough to grow into to grow into six foot one, but Jesus Christ. But yeah, um, like Mike said, and Mike is. Mike is still kind of working on popping his death metal cherry. And I've been trying to, 
that's I've been trying I've tr- been trying to bust that for him. Yeah, I mean, well, like, on the on the upside, I did get to see you guys with Gate Creeper, and that that was a good time. <laughs> yeah, which I am supremely jealous of because I have not seen Gate Creeper, and I really want to see them. Were you at the? Wait, are you? Which show were you at? The Philly show. Oh shit! Are you from Philly? Well, South Jersey, so pretty much. Oh shit. <laughs> So we probably we probably met before and I have no idea. Yeah, I may have. I mean, fuck that that night was great, dude. That was a yeah, cool that was show. A, that was that was a fun night, and that was the first night we got in con. Uh, we got I started talking to relapse actually. Oh no shit! Well, to shit. get back to the to get back to the original question. <laughs> yeah, uh, that night Cameron from Relapse came up to me and was asking if we were talking to any labels, and I was like, oh, you know, we're talking to some people, uh, you know, Blood Harvest, blah blah blah, and then um. He was like, oh, well, uh, you know, we've been talking about you guys a lot at the office, blah, blah, blah. No and shit. Then nothing, and then yeah. nothing came of it for <laughs> nine months. Oh, and then, wow. And then uh, we, we wanted to switch me to guitar, so we had two guitar players and find a bass player. And then we found Ray, who yeah. used to intern at Relapse. No <laughs> shit. Um, and, it, all, uh, it all fell into place. Like, seriously. It all really did fall into place. And, you know. Uh, but it just so had, you know, it all just fell in the place to where like we get this guy to used to it, you know, internet relapse. We've been talking to relapse for a long time. And then we actually, you know, we were like in serious talks, uh, with another label and, uh, then relapse actually, you know, was like, Hey, come hang out. And they bought us pizza. (laughs) Well, that, that is, that is the that is the way to seal the deal is you buy him a pizza. It right? was Buffalo chicken pizza. I couldn't resist. Oh, God. <laughs> they had Buffalo chicken pizza and cherry Coke. I was like, that's it. Oh man. That's dude, what, no, no shit. Last night. Um, last night I made a homemade pizza for my roommate and my friends. It was a, it was a, it was a homemade crust with a homemade garlic sauce, Nice uh, garlic, garlic and basil. And I taught mine. I taught mine with um Draco. with herb <laughs> with herb crusted chicken. <laughs> no, I topped it with herb crusted chicken, mushroom, bell pepper, white and green onion, Ooh. and fuck, what else was it? Oh, it was so fucking good, man. I've got that shit down to a science. Dude, last thing I cooked was I don't even I don't even know if it counts, but I made my own hot sauce. Nice. Yeah, that counts. I'm trying I'm trying to get in my own I'm trying to get in a hot sauce game. I'm trying to I'm trying to get something good enough to pull like an outer heaven label on and sell for like five bucks at the merch table. Uh, no weird. shit. Um, it, it's funny because it's really interesting that you say that because uh, one of my friends who I cooked that pizza for last night, mm-hmm. uh, my, my boy Dylan, is a very very talented uh, hot sauce maker. Ooh. Like he, he he makes some fucking baller ass hot sauce. Mine and, wasn't too bad, if I do say so myself. It was a little sweet and uh, not enough vinegar. So I'm gonna have to throw it out soon because it's definitely not gonna keep as long as I'd like because there's not enough vinegar in it. It was alright. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a it's it's a gamble, man. It, like, uh, it, it take it takes a while, man. You got to perfect it. It's like with my pizza. Like I've yeah. I've I've pretty much perfected my pizzas at this point, but it, it took me a while. Like I I had to I had to kind of perfect it over time. Cooking cooking is an art. Right? It really yeah. is. Yeah, you can't eat. You know, you gotta just. Some people will call it a science, but no, it's an art because no. if you just if you just do everything by the book, it'll probably turn out okay. But it just you know. Well, it's 
for well, it. cooking cooking is a lot like music in that the the personal touches are what makes something really great. Yeah, no, dude, we, dude, we've all been drinking. Nobody cares. I've done um, <laughs> well, I mean, you're working on your six pack of Zima. I'm on Zima number two, boys. Nice. <laughs> All I can think of whenever anyone talks about Zima anymore is that fuck, that fucking joke from Family Guy where it's like uh, it's Herbert the pervert. It's like it's like, mm, hey, young man, how about some Zima soup? <laughs> <laughs> it's like one one of the only really funny moments from that show that I can actually remember. It's like, how about I some watch, Zima I soup? Family Guy in so long. Oh God. Um, I moved. I moved into American Dad. Yeah, like it, off and on American like that, Dad. That shows far probably because Seth MacFarlane isn't a writer. Yes, <laughs> just like Wolk is the. I, yeah, I think they let. Mike, I think they let Mike Barker, uh, Mike Barker, and Matt Weitzman do all the writing on that show, which is oh, such a brilliant move on their part they are eternally funnier than Seth MacFarlane. I thought it was the other way around. I thought uh, I thought um, Seth MacFarlane wasn't a writer on Family Guy. Uh, he might not be. I haven't watched Family Guy in probably three years. Yeah. I, Newer seasons? No. Nah. Me neither. Oh, God. I, like... only, I only watched Seinfeld and uh, wrestling. <laughs> you only watched Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You, you, are, our, you are the... You're one of our profession, one of our professional wrestling aficionados, like yeah, one of multiple. Stared, I know. I'm staring at my, I'm staring at my flea market Goldberg poster, <laughs> and my, my, my life size cut out of the Ultimate Warrior, which I have over my computer. <laughs> no, he see this over my apartment. Oh God! See this, like this is why I need to get my buddy, from, my buddy Costa from Hatriot. I really need to get that dude in here because he is also a giant wrestling freak. Love it, dude. like oh yeah dude um who like again like he he was uh he was the first band i brought in here like his his band hatred was the first band i ever brought in here back when i was hatred was a lot of fun yeah like god it's just it's insane that that was like over a year ago because that was when i was still using my fucking ten dollar fred meyer mic and every word i said sounded like it was fucking 20 feet underwater (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what uh what what kind of what kind of stuff do you bring uh bring to episode this week oh what did i bring in um actually one of my bring-ins this week was uh i got turned onto it by kyle resmussen of vitriol uh I love that, was, dude. oh god dude you follow victorious weapons right yeah uh he's it's, the it's, um that that jackson warrior i just got the wr1 yeah, uh, I messaged him on face on on Instagram. Was like, "Yo, I'm in the market for a warrior. If you see anything sick, let me know." And he yeah. messaged me back. He messaged me back like a with a half like a half hour later with the link to that warrior. And he was like, "Buy this right now, <laughs> dude!" Like, and you know what? He gave us like he gave us pro- quite possibly the greatest write up for our episode that I brought in vitriol for, really? and. He he said something that honestly, like I was fucking astonished that somebody would appreciate what I said this much. He said something along the lines of, "It's nice to see some guys, or like a guy or some guys who really understand what death metal should be and what they want to hear out of it." And I was like, yeah. "Holy!" F-, like he gave us like a serious like right like a multi paragraph write up. And I was like, "Holy fucking shit, dude! Like this dude gets it." It was that really guy, like he that guy is, was real cool. That guy rules. That he, yeah, he no. Really, he and I just like comment on each other's pictures on Instagram, like about like Ironbirds and shit like that. 
Oh, dude. Yeah, I, guitars. <laughs> no, it's it's funny you mention that because like we were we were actually talking about uh in like extreme guitar shapes on the episode just before this, and I even mentioned if you want to see my favorite guitar shape, go look up the BC Rich Ironbird, and you will see my favorite extreme guitar shape. Dude, like I, I, dr- I dream of finding a left-handed iron bird with a Floyd Rose. Oh, good luck. Yeah, no, I know it's never going to happen, yeah. but yeah. Um, this week I brought in uh, a, a band called, uh, unbirth, a technical okay. death metal oh, band man. called unbirth that he turned me on to. They were so good. And what else did I bring in? I brought in dead congregations, uh, promulgation of the fall album. Oh, dude. I, I've I been sleeping that, I on saw it. dead congregation. Yeah. Castle Freak played in Baltimore like no 20, way. 2014 with, oh. El, with Ilsa and Horrendous. El, with Ilsa? Yeah. Oh, shit. Ilsa, we brought, I, I love Ilsa. They're, they're like yeah. my favorite band. Dude, we brought them in just a couple weeks ago. Love Ilsa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were. But, yeah, we brought, I think someone brought in Corpse Fortress. Oh, it's so good. Um, but we, we played with Ilsa and Horrendous, and then uh, Dan from Coffin Dust hits a ride with me to. Uh, he was like, "Hey, can I sell you merch for you guys? Because I'm I'm trying to go to Baltimore the next night, same venue, because it was Dead Congregation and Pissgrave. Fuck. And I had never Pissgrave, another Philly band, had never heard of them before. Oh, Pissgrave are dope, dude. Dude, I I was like, I was sitting on one of like the they got like leather couches in the venue in like the corner <laughs> by the bathroom. And I'm sitting I'm sitting on one of the leather couches. It's like on my phone, like waiting for you know Pissgrave to go on. And Pissgrave starts, and I just immediately was just like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I was, and I talked to I talked to Tim. Pissgrave. I think you I brought him on. Yeah, you you no, you did bring Pissgrave on. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I remember that, dude. I oh, see I oh see God. Tim at shows all uh, all the time. I talk to him all the time. He's a really nice, dude. They're all like the super ni- the nicest dudes on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that's usually how it is, man. Yeah. It's it's always the dudes from the fucking extreme ridiculous bands who are always just like the fucking sweetest dudes in the world yeah, it's true Super. absolutely well, i'm trying to think of like anyone i've met that's like a dickhead <laughs> uh, actually i've i've asked a buddy of mine who's in a signed band i'm like have you ever met any who's like a total douchebag he's like yeah i met a couple of dudes who are total fucking prima donnas but you know i mean i'm not i'm not i'm obviously not gonna because i don't want yeah. fucking i don't want to have to deal with any I don't want to have to deal with any angry PMs because I'm like I'm not going to read them to begin with. So, oh yeah, yeah. You know. um, I, mean, I I hope I don't I don't come off as like kind of like a dickhead or something like that. But like after no. Play, at, no, no. I mean like I, at, at shows or something like that because like after I play, I just need to like decompress and like yeah. I'll sit I'll sit in the back for like half hour, forty minutes, like just chilling because I have a tendency to like throw my back out because I'm like three hundred fifty pounds. Yeah. And uh, I I'm I try not to be a slouch when I'm playing, and I try to fucking you know go pretty yeah hard move around right. yeah. But I have a yeah, I to my back out, so I just need to like sit down for like a half hour, like regain myself after sets. Huh. And but there are some people in bands that I'm just like, and like there are some people I see at shows I'm just like. <sighs> yeah see you know what honestly I'll, I'll be totally honest um like I've, I've already told you zach i'm coming out to i'm coming out to the east coast for this yes, is hardcore this year we're, we're gonna i'm gonna you know i'll probably have work but we're gonna hang out oh dude absolutely but um i'm i'm probably not gonna mosh all that much during most of the shows and 
I actually have good reason for it because, uh, like, on the one of the earliest episodes I was on, I told a story about how uh, I severely sprained a couple of my fingers, like damn near broke a couple of fingers in a pit. Dude, uh, it, I broke my it was, I broke my pinky finger, fuck. not even moshing, just at um at a municipal waste concert in 2012. Uh, uh, it was municipal waste corrosion and conformity when they were doing like the three piece thing. Oh uh, god, with three inches of blood and black tusk. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, wow, three so inches good. of blood were still together. That's yeah. Yeah. wow, that was a but while ago. Yeah. Some dude some dude boogie boarded off the stage directly <laughs> just on top of me and <laughs> shat, sh- completely oh, man. Sh- shattered my right pinky. Oh, and I was out oh, of work for two rough. months because my it was so bad that we put my entire arm in a cast. Yeah, and, and no, it's just and ever, ever I, since I, then I'm like I keep my distance from like you know the stage divers and I keep my distance from the from the mosh yeah, pit except and, for Demolition Hammer and Maryland Death Fest. Oh, oh god, <laughs> I, I forget you're one of, you're one of the few people who love Demolition Hammer as much as I do. But I, I brought oh they're so good, man. Sammy, um, I, I what's up? I I hate to be that guy, but I think I gotta I gotta bounce relatively soon. You, oh, you gotta head out? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, um, yeah, no, uh, I'll like I'll finish that thought. I brought it up because I used to I used to know a guy who would occasionally give me shoes. Like he's like, oh, you fucking hiding out in the bag and doing the pit, you pussy. I'm like, well, <laughs> hey, idiot. Like, well, hey, idiot. Like, kind of, kind of trying to, you know, kind of trying to, you know. Well, first of all, I want to finish drinking my beer, yeah. and also, what the fuck do you care? Exactly. Like, my. Uh... <laughs> I went and saw that obituary show with, that they're on tour now with uh, Paul Bear and Skeleton Witch. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had seen obituary before, and I'm hanging out out outside the venue in the smoking area. I don't smoke, but I was just everyone I know was out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Towards the end of obituary set, and uh, for the last couple songs, I'm hanging out with like some of the relapse guys. Some of the you know, I'm talking to Matt from Coffin Dust, blah blah blah. And uh, the show ends, and Ray, our bass player, walks out. He's like, Zach, what the fuck? Every single show I go to you with, I go with to, like, I, you're always outside for like the headliner. I was like, dude, I watched like, more than I watched like more than half more than half of Obituary, and like, I'm also like fresh out of the hospital with like congestive heart failure, and like, yeah. I get you know the vibrations make me feel weird because of my heart medication, so like I have to step outside for a minute. Yeah, and he yeah, was like, yeah. he was like, he was like, I'm just fucking with you, it's all good. And I, he was just fucking with me. But then <laughs> we went and saw Demolik and Blood Incantation, and oh. I, I had seen that show the night before in Philly, and watched the whole thing, and then albeit back from by the bar, but um, the next night we were in Baltimore. He's like, Zach, what the fuck? You didn't even watch Demolik? I was like, listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> I actually um about about two months ago I actually ordered the uh, 20th anniversary of emptiness collection from oh, Demolik. God, yeah. dude, that band is so fucking like Aunt, Auntie Bowman's vocals, man, are just something else. It's, Mike, it's Mike, so you got to do yourself a favor, buddy. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna link you uh, to Demolik's Nesbeth album if you survive listening to that album <laughs> like if, if if you can make it through that album in one blow without being like what the fuck am i listening to i will be extraordinarily impressed because it is an insane fucking listen i think it's it was on my short list for last year wasn't it last year 
it might it might have been um I talked about them on a on an earlier crypt episode. Actually, I I did a back to back with that album and Atheist's Unquestionable Presence. Uh, no, I mean my top was... ten list. No, I've listened to oh. that album. Oh no shit! Yeah, I like that. Wow, dude, no, you're, dude, coming at, yep. you're coming at my boy like he's some sort of poser. Never listened to Demo before. <laughs> no, because because like, <laughs> I no, you know what it is? It's just I can't. I recommend so many bands to Mike that it's impossible for me to keep track of them all. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Some get by. It's true. <clears throat> Yeah, this is like we're we're all con- like we're all constantly just recommending each other shit all the time. Dude, it's either you me- and I. Half of our like ninety nine percent of our Facebook chat, Sam, is just YouTube <laughs> links and memes. <laughs> oh, and you can't you can't forget that early on when we started talking, it was just like constantly making fun of war metal kids. <laughs> No shit, like, early on when Zach and I first started talking, we bonded over two things. Uh, death metal and making fun of, like, goofy war metal bands. Oh, dude. So good. <laughs> says, like, like, yeah, also says the guy that has, like, you know, blasphemy flag and, like, a conqueror flag and, like, free revenge flag. Like, you know see, what? I, I, I talking love about, that shit. Like, Sabaton. Like... Oh, God. See, I can't even say shit because I actually had uh, up until about three months ago, I actually had a revenge flag hanging. Yeah, because because I actually do like some of revenge. Like I have scum collapse eradication, and I yeah. I think I used to have triumph genocide antichrist. But um, it's yeah, buddy, shit, my but like, but it's like uh, it's like uh, the fan base a lot of times. Is really uh... It's like it's like Rick and. War metal oh. is, like the, is like the Rick and Morty of... Uh, oh, God, of, dude. Of, uh, well, also, you know, I even mentioned this on the show a while ago. There, there are so many... There are so many... There are only so many re-recordings of fucking Blasphemy and Conqueror that I can listen to before I'm just like, man, I need something with at least... Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm like, I need something with a little bit of production value. Yeah, and then I just go listen to Fleetwood Mac and Thin Liz- <laughs> oh, oh, Thin Lizzy is so fucking good, dude. That's I'm my, so. Th- that's, that's my all-time number one, bud. No, uh, y- yeah, that's uh, and you know what? I will com- I will credit you 100 percent for like because you bludgeoned me for weeks on end to listen <laughs> to more Thin Lizzy. <laughs> I was like, that. all right, all right, and then I finally listened to Chinatown all the way through, oh. and then I listened to it a second time and a third time. And a fourth time, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy this. So I actually, since I couldn't find a fucking hard copy to save my life, I actually bought it. Uh, I, I bought a digital copy, and I'm like, this is so good. Dude, I, it's uh, gotten to the point where like I don't even listen to Thin Lizzy. I haven't listened to Thin Lizzy like in like a couple weeks because like it's all just constantly in my head. <laughs> it's just like, all st- it's all stuck in. I don't need to listen to it because I can just summon any Thin Lizzy song and just play it in my head, and I'm like totally content. <laughs> Tonight is going to be a jailbreak. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna be oh. that bummer. You guys want uh, to wrap her up? You gonna you gonna be a boner? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's it's okay, dude. We all got lives. Well, um, yeah. So Zach, fucking holy shit, dude. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you very much. Of course. Dude. Thank you. Thank you for asking me your question. <laughs> My question. <laughs> well, actually, um, one one thing I actually am curious to hear. Okay. Um, is there, is there a possibility, like this might seem totally random. Is there a possibility of seeing any kind of castle freak reunion in the future? Yes. Really? Uh, Andy and I have talked about it. Um, 
Ben and Sebastian have been up my ass about it <laughs> for since like since like a couple months after Castle Freak broke up. Yeah, when Sebastian left to do to do Noisem. He he was in like two other bands. Castle wow. Freak. He was in Castle wow. Freak and another band. Yeah, and he, he left both of them to focus on Noisem because they he would finish writing up their album. They're gonna do tours and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then he turns out it wasn't as busy. I don't think as he thought it was gonna be. Um, so he was like, "Yo, him and Ben were like, you want to do Castle Freak?" And they were and up my ass. They were up up Andy's ass. And then finally, I got a message from Andy saying, "Hey, what do you think about doing Castle Freak?" Yeah, like, um, I was like, I asked- "Dude, I have this Outer Heaven album coming out. But <laughs> give me give me a couple months, maybe next year." Um, and they, you know, they were talking about you know like someone that might be able to do it if I if in the event that I can't do it. Um, you know, just filling in for me on shows and stuff like that. And I think they're talking to someone um, right now who I'm not going to say. But, uh, okay. But I do think there's a good possibility. It's just all about getting all the pieces in place. Well, I asked uh, because um, you probably remember uh, hum- uh, Human Hive was one of my earliest bring-ins on this show. We're talking like episode 34 35. I did not know that. Oh no, um you're you're uh human okay okay. Uh Human Hive was one of the first like I would say within the first dozen bands that I brought into the show. We're talking like over a year ago. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, no and I asked because I remember actually being really impressed by it. I'm like, okay, well I really like Impetigo, so this this, you know, jingles my jollies. Yeah, it's for people <laughs> that like Impetigo and Repulsion and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I have a copy of Horror of the Zombie sitting five feet from me. I have fucking I, I have a co- I have a the two disc expanded edition of Horrified that I somehow only paid three dollars for sitting right next. I have no like it was in a fucking it was in the fucking miscellaneous section of a Rasputin music I was in. Yo, I gotta, uh, say, year, so, I gotta yeah. say that the coolest thing about that relapse meeting, like I might I might even say cooler than them like telling us they like wanted to like, work with us. And yeah. Colbert and the Buffalo Chicken Pizza and Cherry Coke was <laughs> was they had a rack they had a rack of of a CD copy of every single CD they've ever put out. Uh, no and, shit. And, I, got, and I looked up to the top left. It was like CD of number two or something like that. It was Whoa. it was an OG first press CD copy of RFI'd, and I was like, oh, oh man. Like so so like the kind of shit the kind of shit that like the two of us wouldn't like, so they had the kind of shit that the two of us would give our fucking left nuts yeah, for. Yeah. And uh, oh I, I made a joke. I made a joke. Like they were like, Hey, is like before we left, I was like, Hey, is there anything you guys want? Like you guys want these CDs? Uh, Cause they had a rack where they just let us homage. They had like the, new, <laughs> they, they had like the genocide pack CD before it came out. No, they, had, like, shit. they had like the mammoth rider CD before it came out, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and man. I was like, you guys got any like first press horrified CDs? <laughs> and, uh, they all thought that they all had a jolly chuckle. So, uh, <laughs> like, oh well, maybe uh, when you're president uh, of the company, kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, uh, good joke, yeah. kid. Um, hey, but man, yeah, I so mean, honestly, like, we'll have to talk to the guys to get you on for a fucking episode. I definitely. I'll, I'll I start. Fuck. I'll start putting together. How how many songs do you guys bring in an episode? Uh, it's between one to three. All right, I'll start. I'll put it. I'll put in my favorite. My three favorite Dio songs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking great. I would love to have an entire 
segment dedicated to your favorite Dio songs. Damn, that's there's a lot of them. Um, it'd be, like it be like a fifteen hour episode. Oh my god, dude! Like <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because I've actually been on a massive Dio kick for the last dude, couple of weeks. It, it, it's just lock up the wolves and dream evil. Oh like, man, dream evil is underrated. But so yeah, um, oh, it's so good. Um, so yeah, uh, Zach, before we before we uh call this one a day, um, plug all your stuff, man. Plug it all. Um. All right, uh, Outer Heaven LP dropping uh, fall 2018 at right now, unless it gets pushed back, but I don't foresee that happening. Um, I am going to – I don't know if this has been – I know this was said in a Decibel magazine, a little blurb they made about us where uh, they put a little misinformation saying that the other guitar player switched, the bass, or switched from bass to guitar and not me, and I was a little upset. <laughs> it still had it still had a picture of me in it, so it's fine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But new album, Realms of Eternal Decay, dropping oh, uh, oh, dropping man. this fall. Uh, <sighs> we got the artwork for it. It looks sick. Oh um, fuck. Oh uh, boy. And it's it's just like for fans of Morbid Angel and Demolic and Cavemen and Magic Mushrooms and doing. <laughs> Doing acid. And so when you when you say cavemen, you really just mean anyone who listens to impetuous rituals. I'm no, I'm talking like cavemen, like actual like Cro-Magnon people. Well, I'm one st- I'm one step away from yeah, that. If we're like, just talking about how big of a fucking idiot I am. <laughs> exactly, it's for like really dumb death metal. Like, <laughs> it, like, honestly, like, the, the range of sounds from it it just ranges from there's a song that i wrote called um what lies beneath that we've been playing since i joined the band and that's a that's a good movie it's just total cavemen just stomping romping <laughs> death metal riffs <laughs> and then there's songs on it that are that just are totally wacky it's they've got like individual thought patterns riffs and like demolic riffs and stuff like that and actually it's pronounced demolich i found out I, that no i actually I actually knew that. Yeah, we, we were all, we were all I, calling him Demolich, and then they were like, "We are Demolich," and I was like, "I'm a poser." Yeah, <laughs> we well, we are we are all falses here. Yeah. We will all leave them. Yep. Yeah, there there's a reference if you understand that one. Leave it in the comments. I was gonna I was gonna say either you know, I was deciding between my three favorite Dio songs, three favorite man of war songs oh god but i don't know i don't know if i could just bring it down to three man of war songs man i just all i want to do is listen to dawn of battle now that's oh. it in the glory ride <laughs> what in, oh into glory ride into glory ride hail to england battle hymns they're, oh. they're all so good man i just i want oh, i want i want to i want to listen to in the glory ride while i'm fucked it's got to happen one day that's that if that, I, sound, that sounds like a great idea yeah, see, like if if I can if I can hook up with a girl into that kind of shit, I'll just be like, oh, I might have to put a ring on it. And I, mean, I don't even I, I, I'm against marriage. I mean, I mean, the uh, you know, I've had a request to um to you know fuck to every bolt from our album. So I'm like, God, yeah, I'm like, dude, how the fuck how the fuck are you gonna keep up with Realm of Chaos? That's <laughs> nuts. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna get All right. the intro, honestly. Oh, God. 
Oh, God. So before this drags on too long, because don't get me started on Bolt Thrower, dude, because I will go yeah, all fucking... I definitely fucking... got to head out before that. <laughs> and also, also, my bladder feels like it's about to fucking bust. Yeah, so... I'm, on, I'm on piss pills, so I'm feeling you. Oh, fuck. These, these two, these two Zimas, I'm a... I got pee like a fucking racehorse. Oh, uh, right, well, gentlemen. Yeah, piss, piss, piss like a racehorse is a really under turn of phrase. So that being said, uh, Zach, thank you so much for coming in, man. Yeah, thank you so much um, for having me. Oh, of course, man. We will definitely, we will definitely be doing all we can to have you again on, uh, on again in some way, shape, or form. So I'm gonna go piss my fucking brains out. Uh, and everyone listening, thank you so much. Good night. Okay, so uh, I-, I heard from someone once that our endings are very abrupt. Uh, sorry, motherfucker, this one is too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check us out at fthepit.com for all of our social media, all of the episodes, um, everything. Everything is at fthepit.com, including our Patreon link patreon.com slash from the pit if you really like what we do if you're really happy that we have brought you well over 600 bands we to work check out. hard um, well over and, 100 hours of entertainment uh, yeah it's, and that's i mean that's just in the podcast uh maybe one or two of <laughs> you have been around since the youtube show i i doubt it but if you were and if you still continued cool. God bless yeah, you. Yeah, props to you if you watch more than one episode of that garbage. Um, but, hey, <laughs> Me. I, we did bring in some great bands back then. We true. did. The rest of it was trash, but we made good recommendations. Uh, and speaking also, of which, also I want to start. I want to go back thank, and bring some of them in. Yeah, thank, thank fuck that I wasn't in that because I do not have a face. Neither do we. In general. You are all significantly Sam, there was a an episode where I had shingles and I am <laughs> and I'm hunched over in pain while doing this. Oh my god! I, I know what Frank. Your, your devote your devotion to your craft cannot am, be denied. My I didn't friend. even think of it. A, a part of me wishes we had brought Ron back in for this episode. But, oh, uh, I know, oh, shit. dude. I I've even asked a couple times on this show, like, when are we gonna get Ron back in for guest appearance? Because uh, he I would, brought in great music. I like, would love dude. to. I would love to. Uh, Ron, you're you're always always fucking welcome back if you if like, you happen to check out this episode. Even well, even if he's like, not because I remember. I remember watching a bunch of the old YouTube episodes and I'm like, dude, when can we get Ron back in as like an appearance? Like that would be fucking cool as yeah, shit. It's, it's, Ron was great. Uh, even if he wasn't bringing in like metal, he was bringing in fantastic musicianship. Yeah, like, man. Um, it's true. Well, so here's a look back. Here's a look back at all of the shit that we've done so far. Um, a place <laughs> we never thought we'd fucking be, honestly. I don't just think... don't listen to episode fifty because it sucks. Dick. <laughs> I gotta don't bring... listen to anything before we started getting sound clips for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, but actually, yeah, that's no. completely fair. Um, uh, you know, uh, thanks to everyone. Um, whether you're new or have stuck with us for for an amount of time, uh, 
three three fucking years ago when we started out as a trashy fucking YouTube show. <laughs> I, I really didn't I really didn't think we'd be here today. We're actually starting to see a small bit of monetization and actual support and um every bit of it's fucking appreciated. Thank you guys so much and I, I promise we're doing we're doing our best to do more. Uh, to right. to make this whole fucking thing better, to to give you guys more than we are now, um, and you and you know what? Just on a personal note, all I can say is like, like you guys for fucking just randomly deciding to give a shot to some schmuck from West who living in West Oregon who just happens to like the same shit that you do. And thinking, oh, this guy is just tolerable enough to where we can stand listening to him bitch and moan for an hour about how there's not good death metal in the world. Right. So, again, yeah, thank you thank to you guys for that. And thank you to the few people who listen to my fucking stupid bullshit on Patreon, too. Yeah, uh, yo, honestly, if you're not listening, you're missing out uh, on both of the bonus yeah. shows. It's four extra yep. episodes a month, probably about an extra hour to hour and a half of material. I am uh, for a oh, whopping five dollars. Oh, easily, I'm very excited for my next spring in. Like, I'm super pumped for that. Fucking but, a. Um, yeah, no, it, it it keeps getting better. Everything keeps improving, which I didn't think it would, and we're. We're all uh, in talks to move things to the next level right now, so we're going to keep doing our best for you guys because that's what the fuck we're here for, mm-hmm. is for the bands and for the fans. Hell yeah. We we do this shit for you guys. I mean, we enjoy, we like doing it. We have fun, but at the end of the day, uh, yeah. we do this because we, we want you guys to hear the shit we bring in. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's... uh i that yeah i i don't think uh i think we should ramble much longer it has been getting very 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 fucking long like like the almond brothers we we were born rambling men but we can't ramble that long frank <laughs> so with that being said we have arrived at our destination it is now safe to under your seatbelts good night ladies <laughs>